Blog Talk Radio. Well, I want to welcome everyone to another episode on this Blog Talk platform. This is the Fire Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth, and I want to thank you for your time today. Today we're going to be again joined by Waking Up Israel's podcast, everybody. How about that? And I know some of you are very excited about that. Well, it's going to be happening here in a little bit once we call over to that show. But in the meantime, how are you and yours doing? Uh, hopefully you're blessed, and hopefully uh, you and yours is enjoying the, best, the uh, blessings of the Most High. And I mean that. I, hopefully you are ble- enjoying the blessings of the Most High. Folks, uh, I cannot tell you how blessed I was by part one. Uh, when we called over to, when we, excuse me, visited uh, Waking Up Israel's podcast, and uh, we called over there to this blog show, just like they're, just like our our show here, and I uh, was just blessed by the dialogue, the peaceful dialogue. Brother Kenwin should really feel good about what he, uh, the Father's put in his heart to establish, and what it has grown to, and is and it's even growing even more. But I, I was so thankful with the with the peaceful dialogue that. Uh, that we was able to have, and and not only that, but more importantly, I felt like the Father did speak uh, through uh, that blog uh, um, um, broadcast with regards to the Pauline epistles, um, what the Father was saying about the law versus grace, sin, uh, how we look at ourselves as individuals uh, in the flesh, yet we have this new uh, identity in the Spirit which we're supposed to walk by, uh, even whether or not we got a little bit in, a little bit into whether or not we go under the new covenant or the old covenant, because these questions, these topics we discuss is very very dear to many of you, many of your hearts, and so I was so blessed by that part one. But then part two last week, what did you think of part two? Didn't we cover a whole lot of information? So um, we're going to be doing that again. Uh, uh, today uh, with part three. But before I get into it, let me do it proper way. Let me start with my intro music. <laughs> I just thought I would just do something a little different. So we'll play the intro music and then I'll start the show formally. But I just wanted to say this is all coming your way very shortly here, right here on the Five Smooth Stone Network. Brother Kenwin Casterberry, we know him as Brother Kenwin, Ken, Brother Kenwin, but um, on his podcast, of course, he's known by Brother Micah Israel. So, Brother Micah, it's going to be coming your way shortly once we call over to that broadcast. In the meantime, let's open up like we normally do with a song. And, by the way, this song right here is what started it with regards to this topic. And that's one reason I want to start to show up like this to introduce this song. This song, don't take it lightly, brothers and sisters, uh, especially you so-called African-Americans are so-called black people because it's a little rock and roll. It's kind of heavy. But I promise you, I tell everybody, this song uh, uh, transformed my life. How can a song do it? This song transformed my life because the lyrics to this song is literally what we're going to be talking about today. Paul talks about a new man, a new identity, and I didn't know any other song that really addressed new identity in Christ. I didn't know of another song that talked about we sit in heavenly places with Christ. I didn't know of another song where where uh, it's talking about us being brothers with Christ and, and, and having inherited all things. 
I mean, this song really opened my eyes up, and it, be, it, it even got me searching even more scriptures and saying, is that true? Is that true? Is this song true? And I say to this day, and anybody know me, know Covenant Children is my number one song of all times. And I'm a black man. This is not my genre of music. But this song, the lyrics change your brother's life. I kid you not. So Phil Driscoll, uh, who is the author of this song, uh, kudos to him for listening to the Most High and pinning Covenant Children. Anyway, here comes this song that really blessed your brother and got him uh, on the path to discover a new identity. Uh, all the things that you're going to hear here in a little bit. Again, it's, it's rock and roll, so y'all have an open mind. We'll be right back to start the show. <laughs>
say, how about that? The blessings of Abraham, first class, brothers and sisters. This is why I say so often, man, what we have inherited through Christ is far more better than what the law could ever have done. As we know, it was just a schoolmaster to this great thing that the Father wrought through Christ. Brothers and sisters, I again want to thank you for tuning in today. We're going to have some fun. Uh, Charlotte will be joined by Waking Up Israel um, show. I'm going to call them in a second, but I just want to remind everybody, folks, follow the Five Smooth Stone Network. I know we've been doing shows kind of sporadic. Just bear with your brother. Keep me in your prayers. I'm dealing with a whole lot these days. And then anybody else, I guarantee you, I guarantee you they will just stop doing shows altogether. But I can't. I can't, brothers and sisters. There's so much information that I know that the Father has given me and have been a blessing to me and mine. I don't know everything, and I'm not obedient in every area of my life. Let me just say that. But where I do allow the Father in my life, he has did just that come into my life and have changed me, and I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful, brothers and sisters. I really, really am. And uh, I'm going to work on those other areas and submit everything to the Father. Uh, I've, I've submitted my life to him. And uh, uh, my life is in his hands. I believe that. But, I mean, but your brother is going through some things. So keep me in your prayers. We're going to keep on sharing things we know for sure and that truth that make you free. You say, well, how can you do that, brother, if you ain't got it all together? Well, isn't that like everybody? Isn't that like every minister? Isn't that like every prophet that ever lived? Come on, give me a break. So I want to remind everybody to follow follow the Five Swim Stone Network. Uh, we're trying our best to, as I said uh, a minute ago, liberate our people, liberate people uh, with the truth that we do know. We don't know everything, but my goodness, the Father has blessed me in so many ways with regards to our identity, uh, with regards to uh, understanding who we are in the flesh, who we are in the spirit, what does that mean. And so what I'm trying to do is just, Pass it on. Be a blessing. Uh, as as many were that imparted these truths to me. Of course, sometimes I got them in my own prayer time. Most of it I got in my own prayer time. But as those messengers were sent of the Father's Ruach HaKadosh to so seated to my life to help form who I am today, I'm doing the same thing. That's all I'm doing. So, brothers and sisters, remember, Boston Stone Network has over 500 shows with hundreds of topics, many, many guests from all walks of life, different ethnos we've had on. We've um, gotten calls from different countries, not that much these days, but we used to. Every once in a while, we get listeners. We, we have listeners every day from all over, but not calling the show, probably because of the time, time frame we're on. But, brothers and sisters, listen. I want to remind everybody that on Tuesdays, I am going to start doing these shows even more regularly. I know we've taken a break from that even, but I just want to remind everybody, we're going to do shows on Tuesday. And uh, one reason that I stopped doing the shows on Tuesday is because white supremacy is such a giant. Even, even, even as I expose it, I still see it rearing its head even in um, warfare. 
uh, with getting the information out. Y'all, I, I have something. The Father has given me some powerful, powerful information with regards to white supremacy. But I promise you, it is a fight getting people to just listen. And then when they listen, everybody want to deny that they're practicing. Everybody. But if you look with the eyes of the Spirit, you can see we all are practicing it. White supremacy is a religion. And it's a giant, I say, because people cannot see it standing in their own lives. And more importantly, white supremacy is, a, is idolatry. And the Father is a jealous Elohim. You know that. He's a jealous God. And he will not share his glory. And we are not worshiping the Father in a purest form that we can. I know we all have issues, but I mean, white supremacy really have us worshiping the Father in an awkward, uh, third-party, fourth-party way. It's, 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 tune in on Tuesdays, and I'll go more into it. So Tuesday's going to be devoted to this book. I don't care if it takes me 15 years to get out, 10 years, however long it takes. Hopefully it's done by next year, but I'm just saying, brothers and sisters, this isn't something to play with. It's real. It, 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 it stands, it is the biggest thing, biggest demon outside of greed, probably in America. So tune in on Tuesdays and hear what we are sharing about uh, this, this new book come up, The Systemic Lies of White Supremacy or Our World's Ruling Religion. So let me go ahead and let's go over to Waking Up Israel podcast. Let's call them. My, 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 just that book, I tell you. But it ain't my, it ain't, it's not my work, it's the Father's work. It's the Father's truth. Uh, so, just remember that as well. Here we go. So, we're calling the number now. Uh, six, three, nine. Another nine in there. Again, I want to thank you for tuning to the Five Swings on Network, brothers and sisters. Here we go. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please hold, and you will be able to listen to the show. If you want to, I can play us a little jam, or or you know anything like that, or I don't know. Well, hold on. I think that's the Five Smooth Stones family right there uh, that just popped up since they so uh, let okay. me go and open up their line and uh, have mm-hmm. them introduce themselves. Okay, okay. Hold on a second. Unmuted. All right. Brother Self, Five Smooth Stones. Yes, you we're are here. Live yes, Shalom, yes, yes. Shalom, Shalom. Be here. We got that Melly Hakavo playing in the background. Let me turn down. But it's good to be here, brothers. All it's right. good to hear y'all. Of course, I hear Sister Thale also in the house. But it's oh, good yes. to be on. Shalom, right. shalom, brother. Yes, sir. Shalom, shalom. All right. Uh, w- once again, uh, brother uh, Tell, can you introduce the Five Smooth Stones, what it's all about, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, tell a little bit more about yourself? Yes. Uh, again, I'm Brother Seth, and I uh, started this Five Smooth Stone blog podcast 2011, February to be exact. And I started because, like I said last week, a lot of our brothers and sisters are oftentimes, I'm um, talking about the church, uh, they 
of course, mean well. They are the salt of the earth. Um, they are those that the Father is, 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 is using. Um, but because of bad doctrine and, and, and fear, uh, uh, they're missing in action with regards to political issues, social issues, oftentimes on the wrong side, teaming up with the uh, right-wing Republican or ungodly Democrats, and just, just at a loss. When our boys are shot in the streets, the church is missing. Uh, in action uh, for the most part. And then, of course, after a while, when there's an outcry or a big enough march, here they come. So the fact that they do come to the fight tells me that they know that that the, that the uh, that they should have been there all along. But I often wonder why they're always the last one to the fight, why they oftentimes uh, just the least educated, even about their own faith. You know, if you ask two believers when, is Christ's return, you'll get probably different answers. So I thought the Fossil Soul Network to be kind of like a CNN, or if I can use that, I really don't want to use CNN, but I just want to be a, a humongous news network like people can call and hear what's going on from a biblical Hebrew-Israelite perspective. And speaking of Hebrew, that's that's another whole issue right there, this church not even knowing who Israel is. That was another major thing. So... I kind of come up with the Five Foods on Network uh, after, of course, having this burden to just be a blessing to the body of Christ and help them understand and be on the right side of political events and social events and just help wake up our church because they're the ones with the real, real weapons, so uh, powerful weapons from the Most High. So I, I, I end up being five topics uh, 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 pretty much. I remember years ago I went to a convention I didn't share this last week, so I shared it this week. But I went to a convention, and I, and I remember asking the father after I heard Kenneth Copeland say that God is getting ready to use the black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. Kenneth Copeland said that in 2000, I mean, excuse me, in 1987. And these white people, along with these black people, 20,000 strong, shouted to hear such a word that God is getting ready for this word in the black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. And so then Kenneth Copeland said it the next year, 1988. But I didn't rejoice, Brother Ken, when it's just a fail, because uh, is Brother Ken, uh, Brother Purcell on the line? Uh, on. No, sir, not just yet. Okay, I just didn't want to miss addressing him. But Sister Thale and Brother uh, uh, Micah uh, is, is very simple. Um I gotta get used to calling you brother Michael because I used to call you brother Kenwin, but <laughs> brother Michael, uh, uh, Kenneth Copeland said the same thing in 1988. Guys, gonna use the black men like never before. The first is gonna be last, and the last is gonna be first. But this year, I didn't, I didn't rejoice because I found out something a lot of, of our white brothers and sisters do when they don't want to give up uh, what belongs to you. Uh, if it's a position, if it's a raise. If it's uh, uh, use, it, it, whatever it is, you just fill in the blank. When they don't want to give you what's rightfully yours, they'll say, God is getting ready to do this with you, brother. God is getting ready to do that with you, sister. They'll oftentimes gas you up and talk about how talented you are and how smart you are and how you're led of the Spirit, but not right now. But God is getting ready. So in Kenneth Copeland said in 1988, I'm talking fast, y'all, because I want to get a lot in. I don't want to go too fat, too much here. Uh, out of respect for this 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 forum here, but uh, the the short version is, I did not rejoice when he said in 1988 
the same word he said in 1987. It wasn't just Kenneth Copeland. A lot of ministers, if y'all remember back then, uh, was saying that God is getting ready to use the black man. God is getting ready to use the black man. Everywhere you turn, you can hear this. God is getting ready to use the black man. Well, I rejoice. And then Kenneth Copeland said something else that really crushed me. And he said this, I got something to tell you black people, but I just can't tell you right now. But when I tell you, you're going to rejoice. You're going to tear up. Basically, something to the fact you're going to tear up this convention center rejoicing. So that was a tease. So I really, really, really wasn't feeling that. So when I went home that night, I prayed. I was in 87, I mean, 88. I prayed. Same year I met Arlene, same convention. I prayed. But the prayer was more like a cry. But I wasn't shedding tears. But my cry was this. I said, Father, what is what you're using the black man? This, is this, are these people torn with us? Are they just playing with us? What, what, what is what you're using the black man? So if a white man seek you, you mean you're not going to seek him? So for those people that think I'm racist, remember I prayed this prayer. I said, so if a white man seek you, you mean you're not going to give your word and you're not going to use him in the latter days. You're going to use the black man. I say, Father, it just sounds like these people are torn with us. I say, what's what you're using the black man? That was, I think that was question number one. I forget the order, but I think that was question number one. And I asked the Father five questions, brothers and sisters, and the five answers turned into, I mean, the answers to those five questions turned into five topics we talk about the most on the five smooth stones. That's where I get the name from, five smooth stones, which is nothing more than five topics we talk about a lot on the Five Smooth Stone Network. So here come the five questions, and then I'll mention the five topics that make up the Five Smooth Stone answering Brother Cleveland's question. Okay, so the next thing I ask the Father uh, is, can I understand the book of Revelations? Can I understand the book of Revelations? Because up until that time, I, I relied on white males pretty much to tell me. I didn't even realize I was being racist. I just, every time I look up, I'll listen to them talk about Revelation. So I asked the Father, can I understand the book of Revelation? Because I don't trust these white men. I think they're toying with us. I think Kenneth Copeland, a lot of these people, they're toying with us. You know, they just, you know, people, we're looking for you, and these people got this hidden racism in their heart, and they're not telling us what, what does Kenneth Copeland mean? He got something to tell us. So I said, can I understand the book of Revelations? And the next thing I asked the Father, I want y'all to listen really close, brothers and sisters. I said, I said, Father, I don't care what color Jesus was, but I'm hearing that he was a black man. Is that true? Is that true? I said, I don't care what color he is, uh, uh, but I'm hearing that the people in the Bible were black. And I thought the father, just side row, I thought the father would say to me, yeah, there's blacks in the Bible, there's Hispanics in the Bible, there's people in the Bible. And I thought when I'd be able to preach in the future, because I was a minister, I figured he would tell me blacks, whites, Hispanics, or whatever, all over. So when I preach, it'll be a balance. That's what I thought the father was going to say to me. But I did ask him that question. Then I asked him, could I, um, no, I asked him, let me get it right, because the I asked him, could I see the world? I did ask him, could I see the world? Because I <laughs> I was tired of white people, y'all. I'm just going to be honest with you. And I still, to this day, don't trust white males where it regards to talking about so-called black people. I just don't. And it's not hatred. I just feel like everybody have a weakness, just like certain black people. I don't trust certain black people preaching certain truth. So... You know, finances is one of them. I don't listen to black people talk about finances because I feel like we don't have it. It's not an area we, we're thriving in. So I will question, put a question mark behind them teaching me finances because we don't have fruit in the area. 
Now, when it comes to race, to racism and black anything up, up building us as a nation, I put a question mark behind white people. So anyway, I asked the father, could I see the world? Because I was tired of white people uh, and, and their racism. I just, I just, I just did. And then I asked the father. I always, I always get, I always get tangled up here. I'm going too fast. Let me slow it down. So, so far oh, we talked about. Oh, 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 the other thing I asked the father was, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, how can I forget the New World Order? So I asked the father what's going on because I said, Father, the last, the last question, uh, again, not in this order. I asked the father what's going on, Brother Ken, uh, Brother Micah and Sister Thel. What is going on in our world? I hear there's such thing as a New World Order. I say, I don't know what that means. I hear there's wars planned. Some wars planned more it's 30 years in a, in a, ahead of time. I say, I keep hearing that there's something called secret society. I say, Father, what is that? I say, Father, I can't trust ABC, CBS, these, these news networks, because I hear there's something going on. So these are the five questions I asked the Father after going to a convention that I felt I was I was getting a victim of being racist, these people being racist. So later on, that was in October, that was in August, the Believers Conventions is in August. That October I got hired on with American Airlines. Now, I did not know that the father was going to have me getting hired on with an airline. I thought it was a blessing with enough money to just travel to all these places because I wanted to hear everybody's version of God, life, death, the Bible. And, and so I figured I'd be rich and just flying, but it ended up being... American Airlines, and so I begin to travel. I travel to 24 countries. So just to answer really quickly uh, what the five topics are, then I'm going to turn it back over to Brother Kenwin. The five topics are these, brothers and sisters. Number one, to answer the question, um, what's up with you using a black man? God, the most high is not interested in using a black man because he's black, because color, black and white, is made up. It's a, it's a, it's a made-up concept. You're either an Israelite or Philistine, or one of those Genesis 10 people. You are either out of the book of Genesis, chapter 10, or that's the only people, that's the only way he acknowledged nations. He acknowledged nationality, nationality, not not black and white. But the reason what he is doing, Kenneth Copeland had this right, and it wasn't just Kenneth Copeland. Remember that it was lots of ministers, black and white saying this. But the reason those ministers are right the father is using the black man not because he's black, but because of the type of word, what he is talking about, what he is revealing. White people are not going to want to touch with a 10-foot pole, such as my next question, uh, or, or, or another question I asked him was, were there blacks in the Bible? That's something a lot of our white brothers and sisters are not going to tell you, even if they found out, because it, it, it makes them feel bad. It, make, it, it shows up their, 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 as the scriptures say, their nakedness. It shows their true heart. So you're not going to hear. That's why we get such pushback about being Israelites, because this is one of the truths that the Father is revealing. And the only people that's sharing it pretty much is dark-skinned people. And there are some white people that are saying it, too. So that's why it's going to look like black men are being used. So but not because they're black, but because of the truth that they're going to be obedient to. If white people be obedient, they're going to be able you know, they'll be preaching the same thing. So that's answer to that. So we talk about, uh, and then, um, so one of the revelations is the revelation of the Israelites. One of the revelations, uh, one of the stones, or one of the topics I talk about is the revelation of the Hebrews. So that's one. Another thing I ask about when I talk about blacks in the Bible, I teach on something called Bible leprosy because we believe that leprosy in the Bible was nothing more than white people. 
but it wasn't like white people like we see today because white people we see today is made up. The white people we see today is Africans having lost pigmentation, going up north, mixing as albinos, and that's why some of them have our genes more than they have each other's genes. So I don't acknowledge white people as a people. As much as talk there is, is about it, they are not from Europe. There was no life in Europe. So how can a people be in Europe? There wasn't life in Europe for thousands, thousands, thousands of years. So they can't be from Europe. So we believe leprosy, which is nothing more than black people from Africa having lost their pigmentation. Of course, it wasn't called Africa back then. So that's another thing we teach on is something called leprosy. Bible leprosy is what I call it. It's not a, it's not a hate message because, again, we don't even see white people are us. We are them. That's what Brother Seth believes. Now, some of my guests, I mean, some of my co-hosts may differ, but I think most of them agree with me on that. That's the second stone. Again, first stone we talk about is the Israelites. Second stone we talk about is leprosy. Another stone we talk about is the one world government. I've already hit that already, so I won't mention anything else about that. We talk about that. All right, to death. I mean, we have we used to don't talk about it as much these days, but we used to talk about it more back in the day. Oh, again, the one word government. What are they up to? And then also, we talk about uh, something called the one. Uh, we kind of talk about something called white supremacy. Uh, a lot of people say, well, you know, um, a lot of people don't understand uh, really how the new world order work and how Satan work to be more pointed, and they think all this stuff is just, you know. Uh, just by happenstance that 10% of the world rule 90%. No, it's because of the philosophy of white supremacy. That's what I talked about on Tuesday night. And then the last thing is the uh, kingdom of God, which is what we're talking about tonight, the, his king, the, his savior, his messiah, his laws, his grace, his mercy. So that's pretty much why, how I got the name, the Five Swimstone Stone Network, and what we're about. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Yes, 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 brother. Uh, it's a yeah, it's a lot to it. Uh, each one of those categories is definitely uh, a big conversation right there, man. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we was we was expecting uh, brother Purcell, uh, but uh, something he's running a little behind. That's all right though. We're gonna keep on um, going um, and uh, d- go ahead and get started and dive on in. Okay. Uh today we was gonna get into Romans six and uh kinda understand Paul and uh oh but before I do that I wanted to kinda put it out there once again that I was using the word carnal as a badge of honor to describe my position and uh over this past week, since the last show, I've really been meditating on it very heavily. And uh I came up with the understanding that, that is Probably the wrong word to use to describe my walk with Christ, <laughs> all right? Because I do have Christ in my heart, and I do uh, uh, have the Holy Spirit, you know, just guiding me. So say that I'm carnal, walking with Christ, I, I think I understand the error, and at least that word describing me, all right? But what I, what I mean to say that I incorporate the law and grace together in a way that I'm living, governed my life by the law and using grace as uh, a, a little, like a protection uh, from, uh, you know, having him over my heart when I when I do commit sin, right? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 
basically having both of them together uh, governing my life as one, great and the law. All right? I guess that's a, and and so when I mix those two up together like that, it I shouldn't describe it as carnal. I should describe it as uh, just walking in the spirit, just walking with Christ. I would I would say, you know, absolutely. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, that it's a it's a it's a spiritual thing. So um, yeah, so but how Paul describes. Uh, those two and walking with him, he describes that walk as a new creature, and he describes that walk uh, not being necessarily under the law, but under grace. Now, my argument or my position doesn't quite line up with what Paul is going to speak in the Romans six quite, not quite, uh, and so. I uh, definitely want to hear uh, Brother Seth's uh, opinion on it. And we're going to dive in, y'all, and uh, and questions are going to uh, flare up, I'm sure. Uh, so uh, the, uh, the number to call in to ask your question is 563-999-3490. All right, you call in. And uh, while we got this brother here on the, on the line with us, this is a good time to uh, getting all your questions in, because a lot is going to be said tonight as we uh, jump into Romans 6 and dip into Romans 8 as well. So, um, y'all, y'all get your questions together. Uh, call on in, and uh, we're going to try to get it uh, started, get it popping. Now, uh, Brother Self, did you yes. want to read uh, Romans 6, or did you want me to do it? Well, what I want to do, I am going to read. I'm going to read it verse by verse, and I'll try to explain it as the Father has given to me over the years and whatever he gives me tonight. And uh, that's the best we can do, of course, right? And, but I do have some cons- right. uh, 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 comments about Romans 3. Just just hit it maybe for no more than about two or three minutes. Some scriptures that is powerful because, brothers and sisters, we can do all of Romans in this show, but I strongly recommend y'all understand from Romans 1 to Romans 8. I know that's a lot of reading, but you got to, the man is telling a story from Romans 1, you know, uh, talking about the, the Jew that pleased the Father with no law whatsoever in Romans 2. That's way back in Romans 2. So you got to read Romans 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. But 3, I found some verses that's almost a must read. And then I'm going to get into 6 shortly. After I read these three verses in Romans 3, uh, verses 20, 21, and 22, uh, excuse me, 19, 20, and 21. If you, if you don't mind, Brother Kenwin, uh, Brother Michael. No, no, I, no, I don't. I sure don't. I don't mind, Brother. Uh, we are ready to go, and uh, we're ready to get it started. And uh, uh, did you want to put your number out there, uh, Brother Phil? Yes, again, call in number. Uh, or? I sure can. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, either number y'all can call. Our the number to the Fossils on Network is nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. Again, nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. And and I would like to ask Sister Phil if she could pray before we even share, if, if that's okay with her. Okay. Uh... Okay, she, she might got the mute on or walked she, away or something like that. 
Well, I can go. I can. I can pray. Oh yes, I, I do have the mute on. I, I do. Oh, ha- I okay, did have okay. the mute on. I'm sorry, cause I basically was just wanting to listen, but um, I can. I, I will if. Um, yes, if, please. If you uh, just okay. Oh, Heavenly Father, make up heaven and earth. The Most High, Yah, Father of our loving uh, Savior, Yeshua, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we come to you today, and we come to you, O Heavenly Father, asking you to bless this meeting. I ask you to guard our words. I ask you to open up our hearts. I ask you, O Heavenly Father, that the information that comes out of each and every person's mouth, it will be your will. Your your spirit, and and I pray that it falls upon the ones who are opening up their hearts and their spirits to receive. I pray this in in Jesus' name, Yeshua's name, <laughs> because you know I'm still learning, and I'm open, and I want you in my life, in my heart, in my spirit, and I know that everyone that's listening is open. And I give you all of the honor and the praise in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, brothers. Amen. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Powerful, amen. honest amen. prayer. We felt that, sister. We felt you. And, and, okay, all right. Don't I know I'm not a... <laughs> no, that I'm was not good. a prayer warrior, and I don't have all the words, but, you know... No, no, it's not about. about the words, and that's one of the things I hope to share tonight. It really isn't about so much what you say out of your mouth, because... Just like with the name, the Bible say every knee shall bow and every tongue, not just one tongue, not just Hebrew. It say every tongue is going to confess. So when somebody confess, oh, yeah. it ain't going to sound the same. But the but the key is we are, what we must have, the key coming in his name is a spiritual thing. It's a heart thing. Yeah. It ain't always what you yeah. say. People down south call him Jesus, Jesus. Everybody don't pronounce his name. Even if you say oh, his yeah. name is Jesus, they don't pronounce his name right. <laughs> so it's 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 a deeper meaning, and that's what I hope to yeah. accomplish tonight. So on that, I'm going to go ahead and ask everybody, if you could, turn your scriptures to the uh, book of Romans, uh, wrote by the apostle, that great apostle, uh, chapter 3, verse 19. We're going to read 19, 20, and 21. Okay. I don't get excited and read all this because it's not much right. left after 21. It's only like four more verses. So it goes something like this, everybody. Well, this is the exact reading from the King James Version. Only scripture, only translation I recommend, y'all, because there is a political move to silence this movement. And don't don't trivialize it. There is those powers that be that do not want the world to know who the Israelites are. And while I'm going to magnify and glamorize and not not uh, uh it's not the popular right word but what I, where I want to expose the greatness of our new identity in Christ I want to 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 make almost dung uh our natural ethnicity while I want to do that it still is important I mean isn't your family as important? Of course it is. So our flesh, until we die and we're all spirit, our flesh has a place. Israel 
natural biological Israel, especially those, I mean, I'm talking about those hearts, those who are, have the spiritual Jew as well, because their hearts have been circumcised. It's important we know who they are. And we know even in ancient times who they were. Don't trivialize it. Yes, it's the flesh like policy. I call it all dung, which is which is poop or doo-doo. I mean, whatever y'all want to call it. That's a pretty nasty word. But he said he counted his heritage that in lieu of this cross and this new identity. And so do I. Don't get it twisted. It's nothing. It's nothing. Being an Israelite is nothing in comparison to the new man. Christ said it like this. Forget Paul for a second. Christ said, John the Baptist was the greatest of all men. All men. Do you know how many men lived before John the Baptist? Christ said John the Baptist was the greatest. But he said, he that is in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Now, you know a whole lot of saved folks, and some ain't worth a quarter, you might say, but they're greater than John the Baptist. They're greater. I don't think we get that. We just read that and keep on going. We can end the Bible study right there. Good night. Nice talking to y'all. See you later. The man said, the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Because the right, he didn't go on to say this, but we can say through the great apostle. And I believe the reason why he said that is because our righteousness is of Yah. We are the righteousness of God. John the Baptist couldn't touch that. Noah couldn't touch that. Moses couldn't touch that. We're the righteousness of Yah. I mean of Yah. <laughs> in Christ, though. Only in Christ. Verse 19. Now we know that what now we know that what things soever the law says is said to them which are under the law. That every mouth might be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God or Yah. That scripture right there we can end the Bible study on. It's like, do you are we open or not? The man said, Now we know that what things soever the law said is said to them which are under the law, that every mouth might be stopped. And all might, and all the world may become guilty. So the law is to do those two things. Stop your mouth and that you will become guilty. Of course, stop sin too. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. People say, oh, what about Enoch? Well, I, don't, I can't talk about Enoch. I know he pleased the Father, but the Bible said no flesh shall be justified in his sight. For 
or by the law is the knowledge of sin. People want to talk about Abraham, but Abraham, the Bible said, blesses the man whom the father will not impute sin. So he couldn't have been under the law. Says that about David too. If you under the law, sin could be imputed because sin the law is what introduces sin. It is impossible to be under the law and not have sin. Abraham was the father of faith. Now I I am gonna allow I shouldn't say allow, but I am doing this presentation, so I'm gonna say the word allow, it's a little strong, but you're more than invited to raise your hand and say, Brother Seth, I, I don't mind. Uh, if I'm not going to go along with you because I want to finish, but I will entertain any question or comment as we go along. Verse 20, uh, 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. I was just saying that. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Verse 21 is a killer. Listen to this. But now the righteousness of Yah without the law is manifested. What? But now the righteousness of God without the law? Am I reading this right? Hold on. But now the righteousness of Yah without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, Yeshua, until all and upon all that believe. But there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Really quickly, I'll read this. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ. Redemption, a salvation that's in Christ. Not in your works, it's in Christ. People keep trying to act like it's, it's not what you're doing, where you observe, and it's, this is something brought on by faith. Whom God has, verse 25, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. One more time. Whom God, Yah, has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness. That's a killer right there. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness. Mm-mm-mm. That he might be just and a justifier of whom. One more time. I'm getting excited. Mm-hmm. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness. That he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then? See, this is how I know that I'm teaching this right, because that's what he just said. Where is boasting then? If you think he ain't taking away works for justification, why did he say that? Because you could boast if you was doing the works. He said, where is boasting then? Because it ain't up to you. It's a gift. It is excluded. 
by what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. That's why I say chapter 3 is really good, y'all. Read this again when you get a chance. 28, therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Did y'all hear that? A man is justified by faith. Verse 29. And once I finish here, somebody can comment before we start reading Romans 6. A couple more verses. Oh, yeah. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing it is one God, we shall justify the circumcision by faith. And the uncircumcision, the Gentiles, by faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? Do we then make the law just no good through faith? Do we then just throw out the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. And I would say this. Not adding to the word of the Father, but I think what is being said here is the righteousness that the law brings. That's establishing the law. We keep laws, brothers and sisters. Do not play with the Father. Don't play with the Father. We keep laws. So um, I'll take any questions or comments, and then we're going to read Romans 6. All right, all right. Um here we go. Uh, we're, we're Romans three is like you said, very uh, deep, very powerful. Um, let's uh, let's take it from the beginning, okay? Uh, Paul, Apostle Paul, he was born in this area, all right. And so by the fall, we know because he was born up this way that this is a congregation uh, of Israel, along with any Gentiles that also believe. And in my mind, as I read Paul's epistles, uh, coming from my position, okay, that let's say he's in a church. Let's say it is a church, you know. It is, you can picture in my mind that Israel's on the left-hand side of the church and Gentiles on the right. And there's a reason why I say it in a segregated type of way, because Understanding Paul's epistles, uh, I think it's important because one thing he could be talking to Israel, and then the next verse, it could literally be speaking to Gentiles, okay? And, uh, the, and it all comes together when, he's, when he uh, tells the gospel about faith and understanding the walk in Christ, all right? He's a teacher and he is teaching, Okay? Now, uh, I think my position having this segregation in there, I think it's what uh, us going over the scriptures is really all about because we're, we're looking at it and we're digesting it, I think, in two different perspectives, okay? Um, but as we already know, that the Jews, uh, they was under the letter, under this covenant. 
So the law is something that governs us, right? We hold it near and dear, all right? Uh, but when Christ gave his blood, he, uh, what, just what Paul was saying, uh, he established grace. He, and through faith in him that we can be justified. We can, uh, we have our opportunity, our shot at making it, right? Because uh, the law alone, it pleases God as we do it. But unfortunately, with our stony hearts, we was breaking it, and our sacrifices was not no longer uh, 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 working for us and, 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 and getting uh, salvation for us. So Christ, giving his blood, made it possible. And so by doing that, uh, uh, folks who are not under the covenant also has that opportunity all right, to, to, for salvation, all right, with our Father. And Apostle uh, uh, Paul is breaking this whole walk down, all right. Now, uh, let I want to kind of read, uh, let me see, uh, in Romans 3. Let's start at the beginning. He started in 19. Let's read 19. Now, we know that what things soever the law says, it says to them who are under the law. That's the Jews, y'all, that's Israel, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God, right? Because the law establishes sin, right? Absolutely. So uh, by, the letter, by the letter of the law, if we fall in it to the sea in which our stony hearts we was breaking, right? And so that's what it means, just to add that letter of the law and what we have to govern our flesh, our bodies, right? Uh, to be that unblemished lamb. Uh, uh, we was all going to become guilty before God because we was all breaking one law or another, right? Now, 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. By his commandments, God's commandments, is the knowledge of sin. You didn't know it was a sin until God said, thou shalt not. Right? And so by God saying, thou shalt not, when we do break a law, that's what sin is. All right? Now, by the righteousness of God, now, without the on, law is manifested being witnessed. Hold on, Brother Kenwin. I want you to clarify. So what are you saying? Are you saying that when it said there shall okay. no flesh uh, be I, justified, there is? You're saying flesh can be justified by What are you saying? Okay, well, basically all I'm saying is that right now in Romans 3, he is speaking to the Gentiles. That's what I'm saying, basically. But he uh, said he no flesh. The Gentiles. Now, he said no flesh, though, because he makes He's a difference talking between Gentiles, to the Gentiles Right, but he... Yes, sir. Just real quick, real quick, real quick. He constantly talks about Jews and Gentiles. He have no problem with breaking it up. But here he says no flesh. Okay. Yes, he says no flesh. If you break a law, no flesh. That's sin. No flesh. No flesh is you can't sin and still uh, come up to God. That's what it's talking about. That's what he's saying, brother. No yeah, flesh. but I guess what I'm I guess it's what I'm asking when it says 
Therefore, by the deeds, because they just got to saying earlier that the law was given to the Jews to stop every mouth. Right. And that all the world, I'm so glad he put the word world, that's Gentiles and Jews, may become guilty. So now right there he's talking about the world. Then he comes down to 20 and he said, therefore by the deeds of the law shall no flesh, I think it means world, be justified in his sight. And the reason why is because the law itself introduced sin. Where there's law, there's sin. If you're under law, there's sin. So you're not going to please him because it's where there's law, there's sin. It's not like where there's law, nobody ain't sinning. Take his commandments. Right. It's not talking about his sacrificial. It's not talking about his sac. At this point right now, he is not speaking about the sacrifices that God have uh, also installed in his law. Right now, he's just talking about the letter, period. Right? And with our stony hearts, uh, we was going to break it. No, no flesh shall be justified. Israel's to be a light to the world. That's how it affects the world. Right? And so uh, uh, what I, what I, all I'm saying is when you look at it as he's a teacher and he's teaching the left side of the church right now about God, about Israel, what has already been done with his words, establishing his commandments with Israel and how Israel's fallen short and the importance of Christ. That's what he's teaching right now in Romans So what 3. do you think he's saying to the right, right? side of the church? Uh, what is his answer to the right side of the church as it relates to 19, 20, and 21? Okay, what is he? Well, right now, he is speaking to Israel. What you mean? What questions do the right side of left side of the church have? Okay, you, right you're saying how this have? relates to the Gentile. How does this relate to the Jews? Uh, he's not. Well, what we can get from what Paul is saying to the Gentiles right now is the importance of Christ and how we need Christ for our grace and how we are not that much different from the Gentiles because we are all needing Christ for redemption, for our faith. So that's something we all can get out of what he's saying to the Gentiles at this moment. Is that what you're, that answers that? I guess what I'm asking, point blank for those listening, and again, y'all tune into Waking Up Israel. I'll just do this because uh, this is with both doing these shows together. Tune into Waking Up Israel show and the Five Sons on Network. Thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, Brother Ken, when I, I guess my question is this for the listeners. Can in your research and where you're at, do you feel that an Israelite can be justified by the deeds of the law? Uh, by the deeds of the law without redemption? No, sir, I don't. What do you mean without redemption? Without is uh, a way to the Father. What? Sacrificial uh, of the lambs of the animals that's no longer uh relevant that's no longer uh what the father requires from us, so the deeds of the law without christ no sir i no sir, I don't think that's what righteousness of up to the father okay. I think that's what you're asking yeah 
I agree with I that. I think that's what I, you're asking. I agree. And more more importantly, okay, I think that's gotcha. what the scripture is saying. I think that's what I think you're right, that's what scripture is saying. We have to have Christ. Go ahead. I, okay. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Now so uh let me just jump down to twenty twenty eight. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith. The deeds without the deeds of the law, right? Without the deeds of the law. By faith. Faith in who? Faith in Christ. Right? Then we're justified. The law meets Christ. Right? So without following this letter, we can be justified now because when we do sin, faith, our faith in Christ and Christ wiping away our sins now have us justified before the most high. Right? But he's not talking to us. But he is telling Gentiles about the same walk we have. Not saying he's putting the law on the Gentiles. I'm not saying that. But he is still, uh, the morals of the law is something that he's teaching to the Gentiles and how they have to be holy like the Father wants us to be holy, right? Well, so if I can uh, interject real quick. Explaining. He's definitely teaching. All right, go ahead. First of all, he used the word we. That's the killer. Okay. He said, therefore, he's a Jew now talking to him. Therefore, we conclude. We conclude. That a man is justified by faith mm-hmm. without the deeds. When he say without the deeds of the law, I think he means this, because Pastor Paul talked too much about living holy. He talks about when we are reborn again from the Spirit, we're going to keep laws. He talks about it. I don't think he's saying nothing no different than Peter when he says, I'll show you my faith by my works. I don't get out of that chapter, verse 28, that they don't have to keep the law. They just just talk about faith. Because when you have faith, you're going to be doing many of the things that the law says. Well, the morals. Well, the morals of the law, you know. Um, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt, you know, the moral, the royal law, right? Uh, he's not forcing our dietary laws. He's not forcing our ceremonial laws on, on the Gentiles. But he's definitely uh, the morals, of which uh, is the meat, is the most important of our laws. All right? He's definitely uh, teaching that uh, to the Gentiles. All right? Is, uh, 29. Is he the God of the Jews only? Right? Is uh, Christ is, is the most high? Is he just their God and the Gentiles have a different God? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Is he incorporate This whole chapter 3, he's speaking to the left side of the church right now. And us on the right side, we can really hear how he's putting this, geniusly putting this all together. Yes, of the Gentiles also. Saying it is one God which shall justify the circumcision, the, the, left, the left side of the church, by faith and uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? 
God forbid, he's telling do we even board these guys on the left side through faith or the letter of the, of God through faith because we uh, because of Christ? God forbid. But no, hold do on we second. then make void the law through faith? Okay, go ahead. If if you're saying he's talking to the go Gentiles, ahead. and he very well could be, brothers and sisters, brother said, I have a way of talking as though I know it all. I don't know it all. I'm just confident with what I know because I asked the Father. I sought the Father. When I got an answer, I did what you should do. I just stand firmly on what I feel he has showed me. Sometime over the years, I have been dead wrong, just not knowing. So just know that. Having said that, here we go. Brother Kenwin, you just said that verse 31, he's talking to Gentiles. If he's talking to Gentiles, why does he say, do we then make void the law through faith? You was just saying a minute ago, the law is not for them. It's just faith. But go ahead. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm just, it's like, why would he say that no, to them? No, no, yeah. If they're not I'm under not the law, no way. That the law is. What I'm saying, the royal law, morals, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. Paul teaches that to the Gentiles. He doesn't teach the dietary law to the Gentiles. He doesn't teach, uh, well, I, I'm not even 100% sure if he teaches ceremonial to the Gentiles. All right? But, however, uh, I'm thinking the, the, the meat of the law, the most important parts of the law, is the royal law. And I think that is in his message to the Gentiles. Okay? Uh, do we then make void, 31, do we then make void the law or the letter of God, his commandment? Do we make void of his commandments uh, through Christ? God forbid. We establish his commandments. All right? We establish the law. We establish what it's all about with Christ. Right? That's that's our faith. That's what the whole church can come together with our faith, with Christ. Even though you got the uh circumcision and the uncircumcision. This is the He's the God of the world. All right? You got Israel, you got the Gentiles. That's why I was separating that segregation you I guess you could say. Uh, with the church, that analogy that I put out there. He's, uh, Romans 3, he is incorporating the Gentiles into the conversation and how he's able to be a, uh, evangelize the world to Christ. He's telling us how he's able to do it and what is the whole meaning behind it and what Christ has done for the entire world this opening of this door that every one of us can be justified through him, through our Father. Let me ask you a question. All right. Uh, because I'm, I'm just, all right. Go ahead. when I read through Romans 3 earlier, the words all, us, every, Paul talks a lot about humanity. 
I don't see the separation of the left and the right. It could be. could be. Paul has sinned, verse 23, verse... I mean, you can go all the way to verse 1. It's just always us, us, mankind, us, mankind. It's not you Gentiles, Jews, you, Gent- you Gentiles, us Jews, you Gentiles, us Jews. It's, it's constantly talking about, to me, everybody. I could be ignorant. I said I can be ignorant, brothers and sisters. I don't see it. I don't see the division. It's like he's teaching them. Now, I do think you may have a point, though, on something with regards to uh, old foolish Galatians uh, Galatians 3, who have bewitched you, haven't begun the spirit, now you caught up in what to eat and all this. I do think you might have. See, I think sometimes we get in customs, and Israelite customs, like oftentimes people will say, Oh, the Sabbath was 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 very important, and it is. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm just saying they'll use Christ going to the feast days, or Paul going to the feast days. When that's what they had, it's like their Fourth of July, their Christmas. So whether or not you're in the spirit of Christmas or Fourth of July, that's just what you do. It don't mean that you were sitting up saying, oh, you, you better keep this. If you don't, you're going to hell. It, it, it didn't necessarily mean because they kept it. They was preaching it like that. It's just that's what their culture. If you're Israelite, you're Jew, you go up. And when the Holy Ghost failed, all those Jews in that city, that's what they did. So I don't know. I, I just feel like you have a point maybe as far as culturally putting on them what to eat and keeping the Shabbat and all of that. But here's my concern. There is a much weightier matter. When we're trying to talk about are you keeping the law, what are you eating, uh, why aren't you keeping the Sabbath, because let's just face it, that's really what this conversation, I think, is about to some people, maybe not to you, Brother Kimball, but some people, they're beefing with Christians because they're eating pork. They're observing Sunday versus Sabbath. That's big to them. They act like that is the righteousness of God that's going to get you in heaven. And Paul is talking about hundreds of things that is shown up really, 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 really important. And I don't understand why the Israelites, maybe you can help me with this, Brother Ken, Brother Micah, why and y'all forgive me if I slip with the word, with the name. I don't. I, I definitely want to respect you, brother, uh, brother Michael. I'm just used to call you, brother Kenwin. Gotcha. So I'm going to try to because it's, the Bible says that Israel would change their names, and I need to respect it. I'm trying, but I'm just forgetting. That's all it is. Charge it to my head, not my heart. But I think a lot of this is too much weight on folks eating pork. The Sabbath. That's not the way that it matters. Many times in the scripture, the father rebuked them when they was doing that because their heart wasn't right. The way that it matter is do we have faith in Christ for our righteousness? And are we walking in the new man, in the newness? Or are we believing what these folks telling us? We niggas, we black, we, we male, we female. We, you know what I'm saying? I think there's way too much talk about is he eating pork or not. Maybe he eating pork 
but he live in circles around some of us in the spirit. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not trying to belittle pork. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm saying there are so many more weightier, bigger issues. Do you, you what? Talk to me. Okay. Uh, well, I think I understand what you're saying as far as categorizing uh, the letter and uh, what's more important than others. But the fact still remains that it's the letter of God. And it's what he said, and being obedience to what he said is what we're we're it's all about. Okay, now Christ comes into play is when we do fall short, right? He got our back, but our Father doesn't change. And uh, as far as he sees it, uh, every word that comes out of his mouth is something that we got to do. Period. Right? Um, now, as far as the today's time. Um, and waking up, there were Israel. Yes, they are. We are our Israel brothers and sisters are in the churches, uh, but for hundreds of years, this understanding that we are Israel is new to us. We're accustomed as walking in the spirit uh, as the Gentile. That means, by default, the dietary law is not on us. The uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the the holy days are not on us like that, like the Jews. That's their burden. They are the chosen people. We are hermetic people. They said that we was naked in the jungle when they got us, and they and, and inside we are happy to be Americans. That has been programmed in our minds since slavery. And we live like that. Our mind is... This society that we're living in, this that's our truth, right? And so the message is uh, that we are Israel, and we in the beginning. And we got to come back to this cup. He's still upset with us for uh, being disobedient. But we didn't know that we was, we and I think that Christ, I think the Father and Christ both see our ignorance. And I think uh, that we're not doomed to hell for not knowing that we are Israel. I don't believe that. But what we can do right now is come back home. Come back to our birthright. Come back to who we are. All right? That's what I think we can do now. All right? And the scriptures showing the ones who's heard the good news, heard the understanding that we're Israel and chooses not, they're going to perish along with the wicked. That's what the scriptures say. Well, Two-thirds uh, of us are going to pass. Okay, got I you. like to just jump in, jump in and jump right back out. And I do mean jump right back out. I want you to uh, finish and then I'll do Romans 6 whenever you get done. You can go as long as you want. It's your show. Uh, both our shows. Okay. I should well, think. Uh, this is well, a dual show, everybody. But what else can right, I say? Right, right. I this? just kind of want to make it. Okay, gotcha. Go, no, you go ahead. All right. Well, as you know, that we're in different types of belief systems here. 
Because Christianity is not alone. We're in Islam. We're in uh, Kemet. We're in all these different uh, beliefs, spirituality beliefs, the New Age beliefs. All right? We're, we're all scattered all over the place. Uh, in all these places, we are not recognizing that we are the people under the covenant. Right? Some of us don't even believe it all together. Some of it is like, okay, yeah, we, we know we was the first human. We're our skin tone. We're, we're part of the first people that God created. They can dig that part. But most importantly, they view the scriptures, some of us view the scriptures, and not separating ourselves from the Gentiles, from what's clean and unclean, right? They, they, they don't quite, uh, they don't separate themselves whatsoever. Like as uh, Paul is just speaking to the world, meaning that the Jews now that was in Jerusalem, even though they're, they're preaching Christ down there, Everyone is in error, and Paul is the great teacher. He's the, uh, uh, you got a Messiah, and then you got Paul. Paul is like part two of the Messiah, you know? And and, and I think that uh, is error when you leave your identity out of there. Go ahead. I, I, I want to know, because you said a lot, and I'm on your show, and this will be a good time. There's two things I have to say. I'm trying to hold back sharing and, but I do have something to say on what you said earlier and, and just now about Paul. So let me say this about Paul. I don't get that from Paul. If the man was given a lot, the man was given a lot. Thank the Father that he used him to get out. Now, there were other epistles in the Nicene Council that they didn't allow to go forth. So it wasn't like Paul, if they would not have tampered with the Scriptures and put forth those other epistles, uh, not of Paul but others, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. But because they allowed Paul to go forward, it don't mean they're not true. They just put up more Paul than others. Now, all of the, all of them, 1 John 3, I really, really, really want to read. But for time's sake, we talked about Romans 6. I have to stay true to what we agreed on. But Rome, 1 John 3 comes down even harder than Paul does. He said, because this new man in us, we can't sin. If that don't throw a monkey wrench into it, that make Paul look brilliant. It's not just Paul saying the law. We're not under the law, and we can't be justified by the law. It's not just Paul saying that. I want to do a show. I don't know if we can collaborate uh, together, but talking about the epistles that say what Paul is saying, that's not Paul. I don't think this man is dividing up the body of Christ like people try to make it. I don't think at all. I think folks is just bent on, and it goes back to, again, what we eat, the Sabbath, the feast days, and just a lot of angry people. Now, you mentioned earlier about the young people out here. My other comment real quick. Again, when I hear this is why I believe that when we go try to share about the glorious revelation that the Father is revealing in the earth, it's old, though. It's, it's been on the earth. It's just kind of died down, but it's come back alive that African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel. It was done by Prophet Crowder in the 1800s. It's never died. It's just, I mean, excuse me, it never went away. 
It's always been the truth. It's a very old revelation. We just sleepy and blind to where we can't see. But lately, this generation that's running with it, I think, has an ulterior motive. They're angry. They want the white man to pay. So I'm talking about those that get all the light. Again, as Israelites and myself that never bought into that. Thousands of us, if not millions. But in in the United States, when you say Hebrew Israelite, who that tag now represents is a bunch of angry men, not born again probably, and I think Satan is behind it. He recognized Israel is coming alive, so he put poison into the teaching. Now they're trying to back off the hate. But now YouTube got there about there looking stupid. But uh, you, you tune into a lot of those groups, they don't spew hate like they used to. But now nobody want to hear us. These same folk would talk against Paul. Now they're not quite talking against Paul because they see it ain't working. So what they used to do is use three things. What we eat, the Sabbath, the feast days, that's their main arguments. And they try to make like every the whole salvation experience is based on eating pork, keeping the Shabbat, and the feast days. And they roast Christians all day long. When Paul and other apostles talked about a hundred more things, that's far more important. So I think we need to remember that when we're talking and when we're sharing. That's why it's so hard to digest Paul. Paul is a friend. This man was nearly killed, murdered, all types of things to get us closer to the Father by the revelation that he was given. And what do he get? Disrespect from who? Israel. We can take all his epistles, brother, King, one last thing, and throw them out. Throw all of them out. You still got the same message. The man still going to be saying, if you're born again, you can't commit sin. That's what they're going to say. Still going to be saying we're supposed to love everybody. Still going to say that we're supposed to be leading these same white folks y'all hating to the most high. Now what they're going to say. They're just children. They're just children. You put them on a forum with anybody that want to go on with them, most people just blow them off. That's why you never see them debating uh, some of the greatest minds in the church because they they're not scared of them. They may be scared of the fact that they can't prove we're not Israel. I think that's what intimidates them. But other than that one revelation, they'll mop up the flow with them. I will mop up the flow with them because they don't know what to say to these scriptures. That's why they can't see because they are programmed in a, a, a bitterness against this white man. I'm out. Well, uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, there's uh, We're waking up. That's the way I chalk it up. I don't look at a state divine. I think the most odd one. Uh, we're waking up. And as a, 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 a descendant of a slave, uh, with the history that we have as black America in this country, you're going to hear it echo uh, as we speak to the uh, the masses. Um, however, I think there there are, may have been some errors, but but there's errors. It well, there's a scripture talking about that. 
Make God the truth and every man a liar. How's that? I, I, I probably just look at it like that. That means that the, any message any man have, make him a lie, make God the truth. What's in these scriptures? Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, hop, let's hop around right quick. What's in these scriptures? Let's go to Matthew, uh, Matthew fifteen twenty four. Okay. He's, uh, this is red letter. I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Right? Let's, let's make let's make the Messiah the truth and every man a liar. Christ came back to redeem those under the first covenant. That's the truth. If uh, if doing that, him being the blood, allowed for the world to protect. Fifteen seconds. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. He didn't say all. He was just saying his word is king. Let every man be silenced, basically, and let the Most High speak. But now, if the Most High speaks to every man, you don't want to say be silent. If he speaks through Peter, you can't say Most High don't say nothing. He just said let every man in his own philosophy, when he's not inspired of the Holy Spirit, you shut up. Let the let the Father's word be. That's what that's what that meant. I get. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, you can look at it like that. But what the message I get from that is that the Father's word, no matter how interpretation that's out there, the Father's word stands as the truth. And uh, you, uh, not saying that these other prophets are liars. It's just merely just saying that people get different things out of what the folk, what the prophets are saying, these holy people are saying. They they interpret it wrong, right? And I think that's plaguing us in today's time. So I think that's kind of like what that's hitting on, to me, to me. All right. Uh, so but make the Father's word, let it stand. All right. Um, let's uh, let's go to let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians, we'll hop around just a tad bit, y'all. Ephesians, go to chapter six, verse five. Uh, servants, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Just, I, I threw that for example, all right, that this right here is, to me, Ephesians 6, he's, how can I say this? He's speaking to the left side of the church. He's not talking to us, Israel, in Ephesians 6. And I'm, I, I use that as an example. Uh, I use that as an example to uh, to kind of point to that we, it's not that I'm teaching, seg- that I'm trying to put out segregation, but he's, he's that apostle that was the voice to the entire, his gospel was for the world. And there was a lot going on in the world. And nothing he's saying is a lie. Slaves do need to do what their masters say. They need to, uh, uh, okay, uh, yeah, they, they need to do that. Let's, um, yeah, 
so so that's that's my kind of point on that. And you know what, y'all, I, uh, we are coming up on a break. Uh, we, yeah, we done kind of went over a little bit, but it's all right. It's good. all good, y'all. This is we good, are, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're definitely we need to go in and take a little break, y'all. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my point that you gotta view it in a mix. Uh, in a mixed way. I, that's my opinion, y'all, because as we know, our ancestors, they got Paul's words uh, uh, mixed up to a point to where um, they hurt Paul on what he preached. And uh, we can kind of see that negativity in today's time, too. So I just want to keep you in mind on that. And uh, let me put everybody on hold, and we're going to take a little short little break, and um, we'll come back, y'all, and uh, kind of jump into uh, Roman 6. Okay. Muted. Everybody on hold. All right. Uh, let's play a little jam, y'all. And um, let's see here. We go. And brothers and sisters, we'll take a break as well, and then we'll be rejoined by uh, that network. Again, you're tuned to the Five Two Stone Network as well as Waking Up Israel, and we'll take we'll return once they return. We'll be right back. The race is not given to the swift, nor to the strong, but to those who endure to the end. And I shall endure, for I trust in him. Hear me now. I'm too far on this path to turn around. I won't let the tests and trials weigh me down. I will serve with all my heart, and I will press. Yeah, I was gonna be. Yeah. My roof on your eyes if you witness to see. It's 
so beautiful, so beautiful. Do your rules and I'm the home on the free. Never looking back, so long as right. Roof to your eyes if you witness the sea. It's so beautiful, it's so beautiful. So the hour before you'll find no release Edge on your seat, singing how it's gon' be The roof of your eyes if you witness the sea It's so beautiful, so beautiful New Jerusalem, I'm the home of the free Never looking back, so long as rain The roof of your eyes if you witness the sea It's so beautiful, so beautiful Hey, yeah So the hour of your everybody welcome back to the other side of the break uh we are about to get into it um uh romans six um but kind of just picking up where we left off and um man it's uh hey we, we're going at it y'all we're, we're airing out our thoughts and i'm hoping that we get all our words out of what we wanted to achieve let me open up everybody's line okay there it goes Jeez, just a thing. unmuted all right, the five smooths on family. Okay, y'all are live on the air. All right. All right, uh, Sister Thale, uh, do you have any comments so far? Oh, oh Sister Thale? Okay, let me, let me, let me close that one. See All right, Sister Thale, are you, are you live? Are you, uh, are you there, Sister Thale? Okay, she she must uh, want to remain muted. All right, brother Self, uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can, brother. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, I just want to make sure my mic is working and everything's okay. All right, um, all right. So yeah, we're picking back up uh, from where we kind of left off, y'all. Um, yeah, but uh, I really want to dive back in and let that kind of be on air as well. Uh, Romans three. What we started off with, uh, we're going to get into Romans 6, but I think this needs to be said, uh, you know, go over again. You know, it needs to be said on air over here. Uh, Romans, the first verse in Romans 3. All right. Because uh, to me, I'm, I'm like I said, that's segregation. Um, I, don't get me wrong. I, I know for a fact by reading this Bible that there is a, a pathway to the Father through Christ for the entire world, all right? However, there's people that I believe that he has literally put this covenant on, and but not the world. The world is not under this covenant. Just these people here. And, but they come together, though, all right, by Christ, by faith in Christ. Because even the ones under the covenant, without Christ, they're not guaranteed to make it to this next level. Clarification. Right? The, you they're going, that the they're, Gentiles, they're going to perish. Hold on, Brother Kenwin. Okay. My brother Michael. You said the Gentiles are under the new covenant, but the Israelites are not? I, I guess you can say that. They can, uh, uh, but I don't think I'm it's not literally. saying that. Hold on, hold on. Hold I don't on, think they're literally. That's not what I'm saying. It. Hold on. I want to be very, very crystal clear what we're saying. You, I thought I just heard you say, is that correct? Uh, no, sir. I didn't say anything about the new covenant just yet. Okay. 
I'm what talking did you just say about the Gentiles being under something that the that the Israelites are not? Okay, I was saying that the Jews, the world, the Jews, he placed a covenant over them and not the world, not the Gentiles, just the Jews. They were under this particular covenant. They both can come together through Christ. Now, I think that's what the Bible is telling us, how the Jews are still being led as a light to the world, but however... Uh, because of uh, Israel's fall, all right, that they that faith that through Christ the world is, is able to come to the Father, and then the ones under this covenant, if they don't embrace Christ, uh, they will not make it to this next level in, in going okay. toward the Father. They will you perish. Just, hold on, hold on. Let's just take it one at a time. I'm slowing it down for me. Okay. For me, anyway. You say those that are under the covenant that don't take Christ. Repeat that. Those those Israelites under this covenant, Israelites. Those Israelites not, under the old. Uh, this is what you. This is what I interpret you to say. I think you said those Israelites that are under the covenant, because the, the Father gave the covenant to the Israelites. Those Israelites under covenant, if they don't embrace Christ, did you say those words? Yes. Okay. They will in, uh, perish with their flesh. Okay. That's, I want everybody to understand what Brother Seth is saying as well as Brother Micah is saying. You don't have to agree with either or you may agree. I vehemently, vehemently, in love and peace, disagree with my brother when he says those Israelites that are under the old covenant he's talking about, if they don't obey Christ, that's two different worlds. One of them introduced sin. If you're under Christ, there is no sin. Two different worlds. I believe I'm Israelite, and he's right. My foreparents were under the law. This is when we was in the flesh. We was in the flesh, and even our spirits was void of the Father. We was under the law. He's absolutely right. When Christ came and died, those of us that trust in Christ, we receive a spirit into our dead spirit, and it is born again. And the Father now relates to us through that, Israelite or not. Now, sin has no dominion on me. With my flesh, I serve sin. Yes, those slave ships came for Israelites. I understand because as a nation, certain things are supposed to happen. But individually, you can be born again. I'm out. Okay. Uh, well, I think that is the difference, everybody. What Brother Self is saying and what I am saying, that's 
uh, the key difference in in our in our view uh, of what's being said here. But uh, nevertheless, we're all in agreement that without Christ, you're doomed. Without Christ, you're doomed. Absolutely. Um, but however, I do believe that we're under the law. Uh, above every woman should have a man over her. Right? Above every man, you should have Christ. And above Christ is the Father. So you are the law, great. Then man, then woman. Then children. Okay? Uh, Christ is not fighting against his dad. Right? Absolutely. The letter of the law is is forever. And it's, it's, I don't view it as the flesh. The flesh is somewhat of an animal. It desires what it desires when he sees it, right? Uh, the law tells us do not do this and do not do that. The law is not your flesh. The law is the rule that governs your flesh, right? So when you hear about speaking about flesh, understand he's talking without the law, right? When you apply the law, that is sin, right? Because you're breaking uh, his commandments to be a slave to your flesh. All right? That's when Christ comes in. When you fall, he got you, right? And through grace, we can be redeemed. And I like to add. You see how they both both dance together. All right, go ahead, go ahead. I like to add this. The Bible says, where there is no law, there is no sin. Some part of the believer, Jew or Gentile, I mean humanity, those that are born again, some part of us is not sinning. Now that don't mean we just go crazy, which we're about to read here in Romans six. We got to start too for time's sake, of course. You know, brother, uh, brother Michael, you may want to talk about the time, but we're definitely gonna read all of this, brothers and sisters. But you're gonna hear when I read that we're not under the law. If you keep, if people keep hearing, that means we don't keep no laws. I don't know what to say, Pastor Paul. I don't know what he's gonna say. I mean, we keep saying it over and over and over and over. When you're led by the Holy Spirit, you're going to keep laws. You're going to keep commandments, keep commandments. That's why I like just the word commandment. You're going to, you're going to, it's going to be, when the Holy Spirit say turn right at the light, and you know you're supposed to go left, that's a law. Isn't that not the spirit of the Most High telling you to turn left? You got to do it. There ain't nowhere in the law. You say it's not important? Okay, go ahead and make that left. It could be your time to go meet your maker because the Holy Spirit was speaking to you for security purposes. Is it important? You bet. Commandments. More than 613 or whatever they say it is. I don't know why when we speak, people feel like you loosey-goosey. But I'll tell you something very odd because, again, one of the reasons this shows was birth is out of the young people and the difference with, among the different camps saying they're not keeping the law, da 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 And yet, 
a lot of these people that are most upset with Christians have been spewing the number one thing the Father told us not to do, and it's not eating pork, and it's not keeping feast days. He said, Israel, you're called to evangelize the world. These folk out here cussing out white people, and they talking about Yahweh and Pope. This is what I mean by a balance of scripture. Anyway, I'm out till where I read Romans six. Okay, all right. Uh okay, uh we're about to jump into Romans six. But first, I wanna I want to hop into Matthew and just kind of set the theme here. Um go to Matthew chapter ten. Because I'm gonna hit on this. Uh, on on this show, chapter ten. Um, I'm gonna go to verse. I'm gonna start at verse five. I'm just gonna read a couple of scriptures, and just to set the tempo, y'all. Uh, the red letter. All right, just Christ. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, "Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel." And and as they go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All right? I just want to kind of read that to understand that the other apostles are on a different mission. And some of these Jews today that you're hearing, they are coming from a position of telling uh, the, the scattered Israel that's around Americas and around the world to come back home. Come back to your birthright, to your heritage. All right? We we love Christ. We embrace Christ. I'm not talking about any Israel that's telling you uh, the Old Testament only. Okay? we uh, The ones that are Israel that are, with a loud voice is definitely uh, preaching about Christ. Okay? And they want you to come back home to your birthright. And the birthright is the main theme that we hear. All right? And they're going not unto the Gentiles but to our brothers and sisters. Uh, that are that are uh, 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 here in America, okay? Um, so I just kind of want to put that out there that our brother Paul, Apostle Paul, he is his message is for the his gospel is for the world to come into Christ, okay? So as you can already tell from me setting the stage here, that is two different point of views, two different. We can see it in the scriptures with Peter and Paul, with James and Paul, okay? We can see this in the scriptures. Two different methods of teaching, all right? And then they was kind of bumping heads a little bit, all right? But uh, 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 go ahead and uh, uh, get into uh, Romans 6, and uh, I just wanted to set the stage for you there, brother. Well, let me say this, Brother Kenwin. We're going to have to have a broadcast show where you do, you lead out, and I just be a commentary, comment, uh, person just commentary, commentating. A word, if that's a word, but I don't see Paul and Peter bumping heads over righteousness, over we're no longer under the law, but under grace. Peter was just telling Paul, he wasn't just telling Paul, he was just saying for those that was confused, like they are today. That's why Paul starts out with this. I'm about to read right now. I'm so glad I thought to say this. They were saying to Paul, what shall we say then? So are you trying to say we can just sin? Then Peter kind of was saying the same thing. 
but not to Paul. Not to Paul. To those that misunderstood Paul. You keep saying, I keep hearing you say this over and over and over and over, even when you co-host on the show. You've been saying it for years, it seemed like, that there was a big beef. There was a kind of an misunderstanding, but they squashed that. And I don't even, to be honest, let me back up. I take back those words. I don't even know if there was ever that. Peter was just saying there are a lot of people that think they understand Paul who are saying things that are deep to understand. I don't see him coming out against Paul. I don't see it. But maybe you do and you can, and maybe we can do that another show. I would love for you to because I haven't seen that as long as I've been knowing you. Every time you get a scripture to go to it, I don't see it. I do see Peter saying, though, some of you getting confused over Paul's, but he's talking about those reading Paul, just like folks reading Paul today, and they sitting up thinking, he think he's just saying, 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 and when the law don't matter. When we keep saying over and over and over and over, the, of course we keep the laws. We keep the righteousness. We get the righteousness that the law tried to provide. They keep saying, oh, you're trying to say we ain't under the law. We're, the, we're not under the law. But that don't mean we throw away all the, anything the Father is saying. The law is nothing more. It's nothing more than this, what the Father is saying right now. But these folks make it into something where they can go and hold a magnifying glass over you saying, you just ate pork. You ain't keeping the shit out. Why y'all worse wrong? And, and perhaps they're right. Let's say they're right. Everybody eating pork is wrong. Okay. When the Father, they're not the answer that. Everybody worshiping on Sunday is wrong. They got a point. Everybody these holidays, they wrong. Okay, that's three sins. Let's say they really do it. Some kind of way those three sins is nine sins. Well, that is not all the Bible is about. The man said we have to be justified by faith. When do we get on that? The man said we're new creatures in Christ. I'm not talking to you, Brother Brother Mike. I'm saying when do these Israelites talk about being justified by faith? If you truly, truly have faith, you're not going to do some of the things they're doing, saying not to do anyway. Doctors are telling you not to eat pork. So, I mean, come on. But they spend all their time talking about stuff that they can see and manage as a man. That's why they like the law. You talk about anything spiritual, you're going to lose them. Talk about the nine gifts of the Spirit. They don't know what they are. Have you ever been using them? Nope. Do you fast and pray often? No. Nope. Do you, you know, anything spiritual? They kind of, uh, 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 these are children. And while you right, Brother Kenwin, they are a loud voice, clarion cry to Israel to come back home. This is where I stand down. I back up off them because they're right. Israel need to return. But not to no laws, to the king. And when you really, when he really has your heart, you're gonna keep his commandments. You're gonna do what the Holy Spirit says. That's how I like to say it. Not no return to no feast days. 
you're going to want to keep the feast days because that's your heritage. You do it like that, in that order. Am I Israelite? What does that mean? So they kept the feast days. I think I'm going to keep the feast days. Oh, they did this? I think I'm going to do it. Because that's what you are DNA-wise, bloodline. But you do it from the heart point, the, the standpoint of pleasing the Father, and, and from a culture standpoint you do these things. Not to be righteous. They sound crazy to me. To a seasoned believer that seems casting out demons and spirits and people being born again and, and white people giving up racism and turning to God and black people coming off drugs and people being all types of miracles around all the years I've seen, holiness people and even a lot of Baptist people that have seen pre-miracles, these people sound crazy to us. So that's why we can't reach them. They say, I'm wondering about the Hebrew Israelite. I wonder, who are they really? Who sent them? I wonder, are they really sent by the enemy to scatter? They cause them more harm than help. I have to, pray. last thing I'm going to say, anybody that's about the Hebrew Israelite, I have to spend about, 30 minutes, 40 minutes denouncing them before they even give a chance to listen. Anyway, I'm out. Brother Kim, if you have any words on that, great. Otherwise, I'm about to start Romans 6. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just want to say again in response to that, that uh, it's separating us from our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and that feeling you get of uh, don't want to, like, be separated. Like, what are you doing? This is the way uh, we've been reading scriptures for hundreds of years. What are y'all brothers are doing? Y'all separating us from my fellow American brothers and sisters in Christ. And that feeling you get, that hurt. Is that the devil? No. It's your birthright making way, separating you from the other people. That's all. We are not preaching that everybody under the world that believes in Christ come up under the dietary law. That is not the message. We're literally talking to Israel. And because that message is not... Okay. Go ahead. Still not the message to Israel. It's not to turn to... It's to get Israel to turn their hearts towards home. The same message to the Gentiles, the same message to the Jews. Turn to the Most High. Okay, so I mean, we, we're gonna we're gonna be bouncing and going back and forth, and I understand. I don't. I really want you to get into scripture, but uh, let me read this right quick. Uh, let's go to uh, Big John, Saint John, uh, chapter fourteen, and let me start at uh, just make it real quick. I'm gonna start at verse twelve. Verily, verily, I say unto you, red letter, y'all. This is Christ speaking. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth. On me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whosoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. That's my point on that one, though. Keep the commandments. Come back home, Israel. All right? 
The world is not under these commandments. We do expect them to be holy, though. We do expect that royal law. So that's, that's, that's a universal thing for the world. All right. I, I want to say that, and then I'm going to go ahead and let you go ahead and get started, brother. Um, all right. So, but, but before you do, I just want to say, y'all, hey, this is getting good. And, and this, we got three minutes until Absolutely. the show uh, is, yeah, is going to go. But we're going over, as you can see. As you can listen and see, we're going to go over. If you want to be a part of us live on air right now, you need to call this number, 563-999-3490, and be a part of the conversation, okay? Uh, if not, uh, you got to listen to the app, y'all, all right? So uh, uh, and, and the app will cut off at the end of the show, but it, it'll, uh, it'll re-air later on. But if you want to catch it now, you got to call this number and join in. Just listen or whatever, okay, or ask questions. We would love for you to ask questions. But go ahead, uh, Brother Seth. I probably want to throw yours and brother, in and yourself. And brother uh, Micah is right. Mm-hmm. Brother Micah is right. Uh, please call in uh, because right at the hour you will not be able to listen to the show. You have to wait for the show is off, and then you go to the website and finish listening that way. That is the only way you're going to be able to finish listening. All right? So, and, and our phone number at the Five Swiss Zone Network, if you didn't get the other phone number, it's 914-205-5590. All right? So, Romans 6, again, the great Apostle Paul. Thank the Father for his gift. Hopefully y'all hear the respect uh, for the Apostle and, and all the apostles in this delivery today. Um, I'm nobody, brothers and sisters, and um, just trying my best to wade through these waters with my brother. And uh, don't let my volume, don't let how much I talk or how little I talk mean anything. Just hear the words and ask the Father to guide you. I do want to say this by what the brother Michael just said. When he said, keep my commandments, I do not think Christ meant the Old Testament laws alone. I think what Christ meant is for whatever the Mm. Father tells you. And that's going to be more than what the Old Testament said. I cannot say that. I don't know why I keep having to say it. I don't know why we keep having to say that. If you say, I disagree with you, Brother Seth, I'm under the law, and I'm going to keep the laws. And if I go and say, okay, Father, I'm going to do whatever you tell me, at the end of the day, I guarantee you I will have kept more of what he's told me to do than you. You hardly ever hear the Israelites say, I can't speak for Brother Micah, but you hardly ever hear Holy Spirit says this, Holy Spirit says that. Brother, what do you think the Spirit is saying? You'll hear it very little. It's all about the law, the law. Because why? I think it's 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 very easy to control people. Hey, I saw you wasn't I saw you in me, I see you over here. That's easy. But when you gotta rely on the spirit, especially for your salvation. They have trouble with it. This is serious. This is serious. 
Brother Micah. I think he means well, but I know for a fact when the enemy see a people getting ready to rise like Israel is getting ready to do, he sent confusion to count. So here goes Romans 6. What shall we say then? Apostle um, Paul has just got to saying in verse 5, in chapter 5, we just read the last two verses so y'all can see, because there ain't no chapters and verses in the in the original manuscript, brothers and sisters. So he just got to saying, uh, verse 19, 519, for as by one man's disobedient, Many were made sinners. How about Adam? How many was made sinners by Adam? So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. That's how you know righteous ain't what we think it is. Because if billions of people was made righteous by Adam, it's talking like so and I like another scripture that says so much more. I think it's coming up. It says even more, so much more, will Christ justify many. Righteousness is a gift. But anyway, let me more go on. Verse 20. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abound, Grace did much more abound. That as sin has reigned unto death, even so might grace through righteousness unto eternal life by the law. No, just kidding. Even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, when I did that little trick there with the law, I did that on purpose because that's how it sounds like it should read. One more time. It don't sound like the law should be there. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so my grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. It's not by the law. I don't play with this. It's a gift. Verse 6, here we go. What shall we say then? Shall we continue saying that grace may abound? Paul says that because many of y'all going to be thinking what you're thinking. So if you read Romans 5 the correct way, you should be thinking something along the lines of, it just sound like we can just sin, sin, sin. I don't understand why we can't get this. Verse 2. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? The man said we're dead to sin. Some part of the believer the person that's truly born again. The Bible says even the faith to believe that Christ came, lived, and died, and rose again. It says you can't even believe that unless it was revealed to you. So that's a miracle right there. So everybody get that miracle. The Bible says 
You're dead to sin. You say, well, I don't know about that. I just cut somebody out 15 minutes ago. Perhaps you did. You should go back and apologize to them and, and make it right. But the Bible says, your inner man, wasn't it grieved when you cussed them out? Yes. Didn't the part of you say you shouldn't have did that? Yes. Didn't, wasn't another part of you saying, I ain't think about them. I ain't, didn't it go back and forth inside of you? Yes. That's because part of you is that seed. Verse 3. Know you not that so many of us as was baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. That just means we was treated just like Christ in the spirit. Those were the, that believe. Verse 4. Therefore, you got to believe this stuff, brothers and sisters. I mean, we just read, 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 read. We can read the whole Bible. And if you keep, you got to at some point, this is how I believe it. When I talk to people about righteousness, I literally use these scriptures in my conversation. If I don't, that, that's how I know my doctrine is off. If I can't say what I just read in my conversation, then my doctrine is off. And I ain't trying to be wrong. I tell people, no, uh, you know, I thank God that he give us the grace, and inside we're born again. And that's, that's born again is of the Spirit, First John 3, and it can't sin. But my flesh, i got to keep it under control, like the apostle or better yet, the scriptures say we should do. We're not under the law. Because if you're under the law, you can sin. And if you could sin to where the Father is singing, that's how he relates to you, then Christ's got to come back to the earth and die again for your sin. He ain't doing it. He came to take away the sin. What does all these scriptures say to say we're dead to sin, we can't sin, or, you know, sin is where there is no law. What are you going to do with all these scriptures, brothers and sisters? Therefore, we'll bear with him by baptism unto death. Verse 4, that like as Christ was raised up from the body. From, excuse me, let me start over. Therefore, we'll bear with him by baptism unto death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. Verse 5. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, talking about just our old man being destroyed, it's all they're talking about, that an old spirit we had and some came into us, we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Talking about that spirit is born again. It's all the same. Verse 6, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. There it is right there, the body of the sin is destroyed. That's talking about your inner man. It can't be talking about your flesh. Because in a minute he talks about how sin dwells in the flesh. It's saying that the body of sin might be destroyed. That's the inner man, the cravings of us. I'm talking about in our inner man, as Paul calls it. I'm reminded of the scripture that says, I said it last show. It was said, I worship the Father with my inward man. Another scripture says, I worship the Father with my spirit. There's no, no verse going to say, I worship the Father with my flesh. We're supposed to control our flesh on the earth, and it's mainly for our conscience. Because if we see ourselves sinning, the Bible says God is greater than our, our conscience. The Bible talks about our conscience condemning us if we sin, is what I'm trying to say. And also we don't sin because of our neighbors, those of us, those people looking on the outside of us, looking at us. They can 
see the most highest glory in us when the Father works with us, when we keep sin out of our life. But it's not to go offering that before the most high. It ain't good enough. I don't care how many feast days you keep. I mean, how much pork you Where's your heart at? And you darn sure can't be preaching no hate. Scripture at one point said if you preach hate, that, that, that's the sign you're not a believer. Verse 6, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the, the, the body of sin might be destroyed, that we henceforth should not serve sin. It's talking about in our spirit. For he that is dead is free from sin. That's why I say what I just said. It's talking about it's our spirit. One more time. Verse 6, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. That's talking about the inner man that was Filthy and dirty, but when we received the Spirit of the Most High, we became born again. That's the inner man. That's the that's what was crucified. That the body of sin might be destroyed. That we henceforth should not serve sin. Talking about in our spirit. Then it goes on to say, because it just got to talk about sin, and y'all thinking, oh, that's something in our body. I say when it says that we henceforth should not serve sin, it's talking about in your spirit. Now watch verse seven. For he that is dead is free from sin. So it's got to be talking about your spirit. Because we know our flesh craves sin. Verse 8. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, died no more, death have no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto the Father. Everything he went through, as Purcell said last week, we go through the same thing. Our old man was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, the Bible said we live. But the life we now live, we live in our flesh. On the earth, I'm talking about. But it talks about us sitting in heavenly places. What are you going to do with that scripture? I'm telling you, we are sitting with Christ in heavenly places. We're born again. If the Father wants to do it like that, I'm not going to argue with him. You say, you sound schizo. One minute, how are we two parts? You can argue all you want, but if you go by this book, this Bible, you've got to be a student of it. That's what it's saying. It don't matter what book you turn to. Likewise, verse 11, reckon ye also yourself to be dead indeed unto sin. I'm, that's all I just said. I just say, say you're dead to sin. I said when I was in conversations, I tell people, yeah, we're dead to sin. It's saying, reckon yourself to be dead to Israelites, do you do that? No. You never say you're dead to sin. You're out there telling people how they sin and when they sin and what they ate and all that. It says, likewise, reckon you also used to be dead to sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. That is just not for no Gentiles. It's the principle of it. It's what the law did. This got to be for Israel. This got to be for everybody. This is a mankind chapter right here. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. Okay, here we go. Mortal body can die. Now you're talking about your flesh. Watch it, y'all. Let not sin therefore reign in your decaying body that ye should obey it in the luster of now we're talking about the flesh. Verse thirteen. Neither yield your members, that's your flesh, as instruments of unrighteousness 
unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead. Why? Because you are alive from the dead. So treat your members on the earth just like your spirit is. One more time. Listen how I say that. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. And your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Don't that make sense? Verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, talking about your spirit, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. That's talking about your spirit. That's talking about your spirit. That's what's not under the law, but under grace. I can show you all this in the scriptures. I promise you at least 120 times. And I do mean that number because there's in him verses that people have put websites up and it ain't nothing but in him verses. They're saying the same thing over and over and over. One more time. For sin should not have dominion over you. People think that's talking about their body, their mortal body. He's not saying that. He's saying because you're righteous, Mortify your members, your instruments, the members upon the earth as instruments of righteousness. Make your body obey as those that are alive, those that, that those that are dead to sin, alive unto God. We just read it. For sin should not have dominion over you. When he's saying, because sin, when it had dominion over us, there was a time we couldn't have but to just sin because our inner man wasn't born again and our flesh non show wasn't born again. That's when sin had dominion over us. We couldn't do nothing. But now, through the grace that's in Christ, that we've been placed in Christ, like a big aquarium, a fish aquarium, we've been put all in one. Our spirit is born again. That's why First John 3 says we can sin. Come at the end with man. It says his seed remains in me. And then I love how First John 3 says, if you do sin, You've never known God. Now, what on earth could that mean? That's because once you're born again of the Spirit, your spirit can't crave sin. So if you're born again, you've never sinned because that spirit can't crave sin. But if you're looking at the body, you're probably confused. Now, what do you mean? I just got through smoking crack. There's people, crackheads, that are born again. They didn't take command over their body. Go ask the father what he's going to do with them. It ain't my business. But if they're born again, they're born again, they're born again by their spirit. So can somebody be born again and eat pork? What you think? Can somebody be born again and not keep in the feast days? What you think? Father, have a weightier matter at hand. I'm not trivializing our culture. This is five smooth stone. We preach most of the time we Israel. But that is nothing like Pastor Paul I counted dung in comparison to this righteousness right here. We're wrapping up here as I move on. For sin should not have dominion over you, over your spirit, for you're not under the law, for you're not under the law, for you're not under the law, but under grace. What then shall we sin? What then? Shall we sin? Because we're not under the law? He said we. He didn't say you. 
he's not talking to just Gentiles to me. I heard Brother Kenwin and uh, Brother Michael and many people, but I'm just being honest. This brother Seth, when I get done, this is this is Brother Michael's show. He can say what he want to say. If I don't do what I'm doing, if he don't stand up for what he believes, we're not being true to to y'all. I love y'all. I love this brother. I'm just sharing what I've learned. Maybe I'm wrong. But if I'm wrong, you got a lot of explaining to do. Because over 120 verses is saying that. We're not under the law. We're not under the law. There's no sin. The law is for the lawless. All those scriptures got to be a part of your arsenal. You got to be saying what those scriptures say instead of combating them and fighting them all the time. I embrace all of Christ's teaching, all of Apostle Paul, all of Peter. I quote all of it. What then? Do I understand it all? No. But these verses don't confuse me, brothers and sisters. It's others that do, but not on grace and law. What then? Shall we sin? Because we're not in the law, but under grace, God forbid. Paul feels like you. That's why he just said that. Know ye not to whom, listen to this, know ye not to whom ye yield your, yourself servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. So what he's saying, as a rule, righteous people do righteous, as unrighteous people as a rule. Y'all know how it's been forever. Wicked people do, that's all it's saying. One more time, know ye not, that whom ye yield yourselves service to obey, his service are to whom ye obey. So why would you want your flesh going crazy, obeying something, and that's not what you're of? If you're a servant of God, live as a servant of God, as he says so many verses. He's just repeating himself in another way on verse 16. He's saying, you're righteous. And it's other scriptures where Paul is talking about, he's talking about some people in Cyro. They just got to sleeping. He said, it is reported, First Corinthians 5, it is reported calmly among you that there is fornication, such fornication that has not been seen among the Gentiles. It has not been seen among the Gentiles. That one should have his father's mother sexually, we're talking about. He said, even though I'm not there, I judge that person. He said, turn them over to Satan for the destruction of their flesh. That means death. So their spirit shall be saved. Now, let's get this straight. This person was sleeping with their father's mother. I know we're on Romans. I know we're on Romans. I know we're in Romans. But this boggles my mind every time I think about it. This person was sleeping with their father's... Let me read that. I've got to find that. Brother Kim, well, you don't mind, do you? No, I don't mind, brother. I don't mind. No, sir. Okay. Uh, listen to this, y'all. We're talking about First Corinthians 5. Listen to this. That's what I mean by your spirit is born again while your flesh may be acting a complete fool. Just like Romans 7 was with Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul did great works. Nobody can top his works, probably. But there was a battle in him. 
there's some things he was doing, he, he said, I hate. But he said, my inward man is craving the Father, but my flesh is craving something else. And he goes on to say, who shall deliver me from the body, body of this sin? He's talking about this body. He goes on to talk about with the inward man he served the Father. With the inward man, not with the flesh. We're supposed to, because we're righteous and holy, take control of the flesh that is not saved. But listen to this. Corinthians 5. It is reported. Commonly, commonly mean it happens a lot, that there is fornication among you. So they had a lot of sexual stuff going on. And such fornication, as it, excuse me, as is not so much as named among the Gentiles. Gentiles didn't do this. That one should have his father's wife. I said father's mother. I meant father's wife. That's one reason I looked this up. And ye are puffed up. And have not rather mourned that he that had done this deed might be taken away from among you. Taken away? For I verily, as absent in body, but present in spirit, have judged already, as though I was present, concerning him that had so done this deed. Listen to what the man say. In the name of Yeshua, or Yahweh whatever you want to call the Lord Jesus Christ that people say today, when you gather together and my spirit and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, listen what this man say. Mm-mm-mm. To deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that's death, y'all that the spirit may be saved. Do you understand this spirit and this new birth? I don't think so. We like to send people to hell. If you sleep with your father's mother, brother, you're going to hell. That's how we say it. The father said, by Adam did many reign, death reign on many. He said, by the second Adam, Yeshua, this grace. Now, here's somebody actually spirit is going to be saved in the day of the Lord. But they were sleeping with their father. My God, my God. That's enough of that. Okay. Verse number. Oh, boy, that does something. Every time I read that. Just reading this again, y'all. Do something to me. Okay. All right. Romans 6. What verse was I on with y'all? Help me out here. Okay. okay going back to verse 17. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin. Now watch this. He just said ye were the servants of sin, right? Let's go back to verse 16 after he said that. Now remember he just said, but ye were the servants of sin. Now you know them people were sinning, right? Let's go back to verse 16 now. Now watch how it reads. Know ye not that whom ye hear your to whom ye yield yourselves servants obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of, of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. I submit to you he's talking about the spirit. But God be thanked ye were the servants of sin. How can he say that people sin? He's talking about the spirit. 
but ye have obeyed from the heart that doctrine which was delivered unto you, which is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and, and accept him. I, that's me adding that. Those of you listening on, online and you're driving, you, you now look at the verse. The verse reads this, but God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart doctrine, a form of doctrine which was delivered you. Their heart was born again. That's why he said ye were the servants of sin. Verse 18. This is so good. My goodness. Don't bear with me. Turn off my little noise here. I got a little um, alarm going on. So he goes on to say, But God be thankful for the service of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart the form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. Y'all stay with me now. I'm wrapping up here. This is deep. Listen. This is going to nail it if you want it nailed. If you really got questions, we we got the last, We only got a few more verses. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. Bam, boom. That's the end. I mean, we can almost end this right now on that right there. Did you get that? He said, being then made free from sin. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. It was an internal thing, not your flesh. One more time. Good night. I'm going to go to verse 16. Know ye not to whom ye yield yourself service to obey, his service ye are to whom ye obey. I said it was a spirit. Y'all didn't believe me. I'm sure you didn't. Whether of sin unto death or to, of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin. But ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. It's talking about your spirit. I speak after the manner of men because of the firmity of your flesh. Are y'all knowing what that means right there, what I just said? I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. Now he's talking about your flesh. He's talking, I'm, I'm, I'm making this difference between y'all. I'm making this difference in, in me. This is Pastor Paul saying. I'm making the difference because of the manner of men that we are and the infirmity of our flesh. For as ye have ye your members servants to uncleanliness and iniquity unto iniquity, even so now ye your members, every time you see the word members, think of flesh, even so now ye your flesh servants of, to righteousness unto holiness. That's how much living with your body holy. Verse 20, for ye were the servants of sin, excuse me, for when ye were the servants of Brothers and sisters, it's 728, at least Central Standard Time. I'm going to be done here in like three minutes. I just ask, please, please hear these final verses. It's going to let you see it is impossible to obtain righteousness through the law. We're not under the law. We are under grace. Sin is not imputed to us. Our flesh can and do crave sin 24 hours a day. The Bible says when we see Christ, we will receive new bodies that won't do that. The Father does not look at the activities of the flesh as to determine whether or not we can stand before him. He said we can stand before him boldness. I don't care if you're sinned or not. You shouldn't be sinning because sin is going to destroy your relationship with each other. People are not going to believe in you. You're not going to be able to receive blessings from the Father because your conscience is going to condemn you. And eventually you can lose this faith by sin. 
If you keep sinning, you will not no longer have this faith. It's not the Father that's going to push you away. You walk away and just say, I don't believe none of it no more. Then you're in trouble. So it ain't cool to be sinning. But listen to this. I'm going to be done here shortly. For For when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. It's talking about your spirit. Watch this. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. Now this is why I say that was your spirit. But now, being made free from sin, and become servants of God, come with your spirit, ye have fruit unto wholeness, and the end everlasting life. That's your spirit. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, which is what I've been talking about for the last, I don't know, this gift of God, this righteousness, is eternal life. But it's through Jesus Christ, our Lord, Yeshua. One more time, it's talking about the spirit. For the wages of sin, talking about how our old man was, was death. But the gift of God to our spirit, man, is eternal life through Yeshua, our Christ. I cannot do better than that right there. I'm out. All right, all right. Um, I advise everybody who's listening today to go back and and, and listen again to this show. Uh, a lot of powerful things are saying, but most of all, in a nutshell, we're, we're, we're hitting at the heart of the body of Christ and what we argue about in the heart and the body of Christ. Why are we not getting along? How we don't see the scriptures the same. All right? Um, Pastor Paul, again, I'm going to say, in Romans 6, he's talking to the Gentiles. He's talking a worldwide gospel. Okay? Everywhere you see the word sin, I want you in your mind to... Everywhere you see that word sin, breaking God's commandments. That's in your mind, all right? Uh, He is literally incorporating the wild man who's not under, I say wild man, the people who are not under God's commandments, not under his law, all right, and their lives and living, all right, coming and believing through faith in Christ. And now they can walk upright. What this Romans 6 is basically saying, not to be uh, living their lives lawlessly or leaving their lives uh, letting sin, breaking God's commandments, govern their lives. Not abiding the letter, breaking the sins of death. Breaking, doing the commandments is not a sin. Breaking the commandment is the thing. So, therefore, when he say uh, you letting sin govern your life because you're living it, he's saying that you're living like a wild man and letting Christ, your faith in Christ, have you walk holiness. He's teaching the moral, the royal law to people who don't know, right? Okay, let's, uh, let me go ahead and take a stab at it, y'all. Oh, praise this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in breaking God's commandment that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that 
are dead to breaking God's commandments. Live any longer therein. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Right? So they are not under the covenant, but the one, the us Israel who's breaking God's law, along with these of the world, they all can come together in resurrection with Christ and through faith in the Spirit, right? And the newness of, like a new creature. Okay. Uh, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, breaking God's laws again, we all can say we broke his commandments, right? We should... Uh, we shall shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. We all can resurrect with Christ. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Oh, that's clever, describing it as the old man, the ones who desire breaking God's commandments. Very clever. Uh, like I said, Paul, Apostle Paul is a genius on how his language that he's speaking. All right? Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him that the body of breaking God's commandments might be destroyed, right? That, that, that what's in you, the desire to break God's commandments, might be destroyed. That henceforth we shall not serve breaking God's commandments, right? That what's in you that wants to do that is going to be destroyed, and we ain't going to serve that feeling of wanting to do, break his commandments. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. This newness of it. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died. He died unto breaking God's commandments once. But uh, in that he liveth, and he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon, yea, also yourselves to be dead in, indeed unto breaking God's commandment, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's how the Gentiles in Israel can come together. Because when, when he resurrected, now we're, we're back alive. It rejuvenated. It redeemed us of our shortcomings. Right? Let not breaking God's commandments therefore reign in your mortal body. Your flesh, that feeling your flesh gets to want to break his commandments, right? Don't let it reign in your body. That ye should also, uh, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof, right? Want to break those commandments, y'all. Neither yield ye your members as instruments un, of unrighteousness unto breaking God's commandments, but yield yourself unto God. He's teaching a moral law here, y'all. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt, he's teaching them the meat of the law, right? As those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of right. He said, instead of that feeling of wanting to break God's laws with Christ, now that he's destroying that feeling, now we're walking in a newness, quick to do good, right? Quick to do what's right. 
I mean, he's talking to people that don't know. They're not under the the covenant here, y'all. He's talking. It's the worldwide gospel. <clears throat> but God be thanked that yea, were servants unto breaking God's commandment. He was a servant to want to break God's commandment, right? She wasn't under the covenant, so therefore you you was a Doing this was nothing to you. You didn't think twice about it. You was a servant, a slave, to want to do these things, right? Oh, let me read 17 again. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of breaking God's commandments. But ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. My gospel that I'm teaching, this worldwide gospel, makes newness of you. Being baptized, being born again now. Now that feeling that's in you that want to do this thing, want to break these morals, is gone, disappeared. Christ destroyed it. Being then made free from breaking God's commandments, yea, became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the firmity of your flesh. For as yea, have you and your men were servants to uncleanness. Okay. Um. Are you allowing? Inter- I know, I know you're flowing, but do you want me to just wait till you finish, or you? Or am I, I'm thinking you didn't want me to interject, which is why I wasn't interjecting. Well, you know what? I think you understand where I'm where I'm going with this, y'all. I was reading it in that light to to paint the picture. I, was, of, I had of, a question on verse eighteen. Where my position is. I had an inter interjection okay. for work eighteen. When they say being being made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. So how was they freed from sin? Not no habit, but sin, the whole barrel is, is talking about here. How are you saying they were freed from sin? By, uh, well, sin is breaking God's commandments, brother. So you're free from that desire to want to break God's commandments, brother. But in there other desires? Christ into your heart. No, what I'm saying. So, uh, any desire that breaks God's commandments. Go ahead. Any any desire that want to break God's commandments. But this is saying. Uh, All right. You you're free, free from that. So if you're free, what's what's made? I guess what I'm asking is what's made free. From sin, your spirit. But you was talking about the your law. Spirit governs your you flesh. You was talking about the law. I'm showing you uh, what the definition of sin and placing it where you see the word sin on dissecting Paul's message here to a people who don't know. All right. And so he understanding that sin, in a way, is the same as universal, the word John uh, defines sin. It's the same thing. But he's incorporating the flesh, right, and, and walking spiritually. But being then made free from not God's commandments, we're not free from God, okay, not God's word. That's not what Peter, I mean, what Paul is saying. But they're not under his, that covenant. These people are not under it. They, 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 so 
He's incorporate being made free they, from doing what's wrong. He, he's trying to the moral of the moral and walking in Christ. That, I guess what I'm asking is this: when these people were made free from sin because they was placed in Christ, they could be breaking the law in their flesh. Hopefully, they wasn't. But the Father got tired of us breaking. We're, I'm talking about Gentiles and Jews. Every time I talk, I'm talking Gentiles and Jews. This this chapter is talking okay. about mankind. Just because he's wrote to a certain people, and I, I think don't that's the like, problem, brother. Hold on, what I'm saying. Because when he problem. say words okay. like, and I'm gonna let you finish because we're wrapping up. We have to just. I don't want to go on and on. I don't want to back what people have heard me. But when the man says we, we, mankind. Christ coming for mankind, just because he's saying to the Gentiles, this is what I keep hearing, because he's talking to the Corinthians, that's just to the Corinthians, or that's just to the Gentiles, or he's an apostle to the Gentiles. Just because he's sent over to the Gentiles, don't mean everything he say is just for them and not for us, especially if he's saying things like we, mankind, the earth, everyone. We can't say, well, yeah, he didn't mean earth, he meant, I mean, because we're talking about the law. You're either under it or you're not. If you're under it, which our flesh is, because it it's not under grace, yes, it sins. I'm clear on that. But we're not under, we as spirits are not under the law. If we are, our spirits could sin. And if that's the case, Christ got to come back and do something to born again our spirit. But we are born again. First John 3 says we have that seed in us and we can't sin. So you tell me we're under the law, we keep, I follow you. Yes, with our flesh we should keep, we should obey whatever the Father is saying. But we're not under the law. The man keeps saying we're right. under the law. He's not talking to you, Seth. I got you. Go ahead. I disagree. All right. All right. Uh, so, but the message is for all of us, though. We all can get something out of what Paul is saying. I'm not saying throw away Paul. Let's be clear about that. This message that Paul is saying is a universal message. But know who you are. Come back home. For those of us who are just don't know their genealogy or just don't know, okay, I understand. You view it the way you uh, make it like this is red letter. I, I, I hear you. However, this, this we, if you know who you are, then you know, understand more about why, what this is all about. Okay? You, uh, are you adopted? Or are you not? Are you coming? Are you part of this foundation, that uh, this lineage of people who's the light of the world, or are you uh, the people who's being grafted into, in, in this light that will spread also on you too, if you believe in Christ? That's that's basically what I'm saying here. 
in a nutshell. Adoption or not, the message is from the Hebrew Israelite community is come back home. Those of us who are Israel but don't know it. And, 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 and through a Gentile lens, they are reading these scriptures. Through that point of view, and, and I think they're missing the mark in ignorance. All right, I'm going to kind of end it right there. Any more questions or uh, anybody got anything else to, uh, let me see, let me open up Sister Sales' line. All right. Uh, okay, Sister Sales, you're alive on the air. Uh, any any remarks that you'd like to get in? No, no, I'm, I'm just listening and uh, taking in everything, like I said before, you know, Everything that's being said is not lost, and, you know, we, we take it in our spirit because, you know, we are not, uh, I'm not as, I want to say smart, but, I I mean, everything that's been said tonight has been beneficial, that's all I can tell you, because uh, I, I was thinking on uh, what, what they said earlier. Mm-hmm. He said something, and I thought about something as you were talking, I mean, Several things, but I didn't want to interrupt because this was a just really good to just let you guys talk and we listen. Um, and you know, uh, Brother Mike and I, we, we've been reading in the Apocrypha and, and everything, and and we can see how the Most High. He's, <laughs> I, I think, um, he was ready to destroy this world. <laughs> I mean, we did have the commanders, yes. didn't we? <laughs> okay, but he was going to destroy yes, us, right? <laughs> I mean, yes, ma'am, he was. Everyone. I mean, the world. Didn't I say that? <laughs> yes, ma'am. He was so angry. He he got this thing about himself to where he, he has no mercy. When he's with you, when he's with his children, apparently, he's pretty tough. He's pretty mean. He allows children and people to die. You know, enemies, the enemies of his of his chosen people. <laughs> he like let them just kill all of them, and 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 I thought, oh man, that was, I mean, that was harsh. But you know, we didn't have we didn't have Christ then. But even though he walked with these men, he was still ready to destroy this world. And, um, but then, you know, in the beginning, <laughs> you know, was the Word. <laughs> and the yes, Word ma'am. was with, with God, so. Yes, so ma'am, yes, ma'am. Thinking, so Christ and His Spirit, the Most High came down in His Spirit, and that's, that's what we have Christ. So now, instead of him just destroying just every living creature, do a Gentile, everyone, because they just did not follow and keep them out. They were all just following short. He was just disgusted. And he chose them, when Christ came, he chose them who and what he wants to uh, tell this world 
that I'm getting here is like um, so in detail that I can't, uh, you know, um, it's hard to follow because, and, and I'm just, just going to be real if I can, because like Brother Michael, you were talking about the um, how we are according to the the, the law is man is over woman and and uh, you know he uh, Christ is over man and being the Most High in that type of order you was talking something like that so I look at it as though yeah well I think the Most High God give us leaders he, he gives people uh, different things to uh, to help us find our way because we're just wandering blindly. And we don't know. We're not we're not that equipped because he is the one that equips us. If he doesn't give it to us, we we're not gonna get it. I'm just saying. So some of us are able to discern uh the spirit. He gives us each uh a certain amount of so much wisdom and knowledge. And, and we are to perform, perform. Of course, he did. Well, I, I believe that's correct. That he did tell Paul. He charged him. Didn't he give him a charge? Didn't he give him a mission? Okay. Well, who am I to say anything? I'm going to go with the most high. If he choose Paul, then I choose Paul. If he choose this, I'm going to choose that. If he whatever he wants, it's okay with me because it's his will. And what his will is, is my will. That's why in my spirit, I'm going to do whatever Christ wants me to do. I'm going to follow those commandments. I'm going to do whatever, custom or non-custom. Just because they do it or what, it doesn't matter. I just found out that I'm an Israelite. Okay, so I see things differently, but does that affect me? I think I've been walking with him for a long time, and I didn't know I was an Israelite. And he didn't leave me. Okay. He still, he still, he still perform miracles. That's what I'm saying. He didn't leave me. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm sit sorry. Still, sit still. I know. I'm going to stop. No, 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 no. No, 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 ma'am. No, ma'am. Um, okay. I, uh, we we can continue in just a second. In just a second, uh, uh, brother Cell. Uh, you see, I I think you might have to, uh, kind of uh leave yeah, and, and things go. like that. So. Uh, I gotta go because I I got an announcement mm-hmm. I want to give to the Five no, Stone family. No, we That's right, that's right. I do too. And and brother uh, Michael, we're just gonna leave it at that. I love both of you guys because you both love the Lord, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. And I appreciate everything that's been said, every single thing. All right. Okay. So shalom, yes, shalom, ma'am. Shalom, shalom, shalom. And to all our family. Okay. Well. I just wanted to right, say, right. Brother Kenwin, right. I, I want to just give a now so we, we can. I just want to just kind of before I run, let everybody know that uh, uh, I I tell you what, let me do this. I would I will I would just say to make the announcement now to everybody. Uh, tomorrow, I mean month, excuse me, Tuesday night. Remember, I'm going to be talking about the book um, uh, uh, again. Uh, on white supremacy, we're going to be doing a show on the Five Smooth Stone Network. Everybody's invited. Instead of be bowing out and going over to the Five Smooth Stone show, I'll just say it on this show that'll give us more time, okay? And instead of me playing my song, I was going to play a song. I'll let Brother Kenwood, Brother Kenwood, I would like to play a song. 
if that's okay. I don't know. I know you like, we can do two songs. Well, I don't know, time is of the essence here. But uh, I did want to play a song talking about what we have inherited. And um, uh, I really want everybody to hear right. it. But I know, okay. I know how you like to share songs as well. But I want to say this really quickly. I enjoy it as well. Brother Kenwin, you are very good at what you do, brother. I know you did vehemently disagree with my angle, and I definitely disagree with your angle on some of what you were saying. But I like your heart. I like your spirit, and I hope people can hear her. And I just want to remind everybody, Andrew Womack, if you can just remember this name, go to uh, YouTube and Google Andrew Womack uh, and, and type in the word law and grace. That brother set me free. He don't have all the truth on him, but that brother has so much truth on law and grace. It's just the way he teaches it. And be sure and type in law and grace. Don't listen to any old thing by Andrew Womack. I can't endorse everything because I don't listen to everything. I just listen and talk on law and grace. But I've enjoyed it, and I'll play this song whenever you uh, think you're ready for it. Um, so that's all I want gotcha, to say. Great gotcha. show, though. Uh, Great show. Okay, we're, we're coming, we're wrapping up, everybody. But I really, really want to double check, make sure Sister Stell, uh got all that she kind of want to say on out. Uh, 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 Sister Stell, are you good? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Okay, okay, y'all. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, we ready when you are. I'm gonna put everybody on hold, and we're gonna wrap up this show. Shalom, shalom. Uh, our our show is uh. Uh, Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays at 5 p.m. Central. And uh, also, uh, Tuesdays, what Seth was just saying, uh, this show starts at 7 p.m., right? 8 p.m.? Uh, it'll be 8 p.m. Uh, yes. On what day? It's going to be Tuesday at 8 p.m., everybody, Central Standard Time. Okay, gotcha. Tuesday. All right, all right. Let's wrap this thing on up. And, uh, I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking at the clock. All right. And uh, we have six minutes. I just want to say again, brother, because we're moving all fast, and I don't want you to get offended. I want everybody to know that Brother Kenwin is perfectly in line with what he uh, what he was sharing. And I, I, I respect him. And those of you that don't see what I'm saying, just do me the favor and just Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio Righteousness, and and I have talked about this forever. We've been talking about this a very long time, and just go ahead and just tune into our show. And uh, brothers and sisters, this is serious. You know, I don't care if I get to play all this song or not, because I got to tell y'all, this is serious. This got to do with your salvation. You must trust in Christ and not the work of the law. You can think you're under the law all you want. I can't. I can't. Say you're under the law, grace. I mean, I mean, great. But long as you trust the Most High, you can continue saying you're under grace. Mm, I'm not going to okay. keep arguing with that. But I'm just going to say, please, please, brothers and sisters, you must know that we have to trust Christ for our redemption. 
That's the whole purpose of, of, of the Father sent him. So I want to play this song. This changed my life. This song changed my life. This song changed my life. It's, it's, it's rock and roll. And I deliberately picked, picked the, uh, uh, this song because some of y'all need to open up to our white brothers and sisters. Quit spewing hate. White people listen to us, y'all, and they need the Father. We need This gospel has to benefit them, too. I'm not just reaching out to Israel. I'm reaching out to whoever group the Father brings across my past because that's what the Israelite does. We are evangelists. So this is a rock and roll. Y'all got to hear the words. Listen what this man say happened to us when we became born again. And I'm ready when you're ready, Brother uh, Kenwin. I'm ready right now. Okay, this is called Covenant Children. Talking about that covenant, covenant, the covenant we now have with Christ. This is that new covenant. Be open-minded. Here we go. All right. Okay, for some reason it's not playing. I don't know if it can play a song on your end. I don't think it can. Oh. I guess it can't. I Uh-oh. guess it can't. So uh, you know what? It, it can't do it. So it, it can't do it. So let's do this. Go ahead with what the song you have because it's my show. You'd have to have the song on your end. I don't think it, you know, I don't know why that. Let me try this one more time, brothers and sisters. Oh, I know what it is. Hold on, everybody. Hold on, everybody. Here we go. We got it. We got it. This is by Phil Driscoll saying, Covenant children, what we have inherited.
Hey, Brother Seth, are you still there? Brother Seth? Okay. Yes, okay. yes. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, I think the show had automatically cut off at, uh, at the top of the hour. So, okay. yeah, there's a couple of minutes that, that got cut off right in the middle of that song. But the show has totally shut down on me. Well, that's okay. I just want to thank you. We're still live on, on Five Smooth Song. So I want to thank you. I'm going to go ahead and end the show now. But I appreciate everything, and uh, great. I'm glad we got to hear most of that song anyway. That's, that song changed my life, brother. Anyway, I, 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 so I'll see everybody okay, on Tuesday. Okay, well, I totally respect you. I'll call you. you. Okay. I'll call you. Gotcha. Uh, All right. Brother, All right so. brother, I just want to say I, res- I respect your position, and I respect you in Five School Songs. And uh, I'm very glad to have you on the show. It brings balance to the show. I just want to say I, I just wanted to say that. All right, Shalom, brother. Well, I, pr- I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And it's still going. Our show is still going for some reason. But I thank you, and I thought you did very well, man. The, the Most High has blessings for us, especially for waking up Israel. All right. So we'll talk later. Shalom, okay. shalom. Shalom, shalom. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.